Live from the Podcast Theater, welcome everyone to the second annual Best Picture Awards. Now welcome your hosts of the Pickies, Mark, Chad, and Cody. Go, 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 Chad! Go, Cody! Yeah! Whoa! Yeah! I'm sorry, was the crowd anti-Mark? Hey. Yeah, they're, they're very anti-Mark. <laughs> hey, welcome, crowd. Thanks for coming out. We love awards. We love films. Uh, Whoa, thank you. Yeah! Go! Go, films! Go, movies! Yeah. Yes, awesome, awesome. Awesome. Go, 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 Cody! Okay, okay. Shut the fuck up. We have to do this award show. So, hey, so, so, that's no way to address your audience at our um, award show. You know, I, I just like being playfully ribby, you know? I'm like a letterman type. But I just I just want to say thank you that to our wonderful hosting. intro. We wanted to uh, actually have female representation, and we had about three <laughs> seconds of it, which is all we need that's, to be an Oscar-nominated yeah. or an Oscar-winning film. So good. Well done. Uh, it is uh, More than any other episode of this podcast. That's right. true. That's true. It is strange uh, how much, like, especially in the Golden Globes, like the director of Green Book would say like linda cardellini you are like the heart and soul of this movie uh it wouldn't be the same without you when her part is just horribly underwritten and minimal and nothing or linda cardellini yeah yeah she's she's great obviously but like her role is basically just like wasn't racist in the beginning right yeah (laughs) just like is nice to black people Right. She uh she is playing a Glenn Close role. She uh is the wife. Um <laughs> like that's her only role in the movie. Hey, hey, wait, no, hold on. It. We're supposed we're supposed to be doing jokes. We're supposed to be doing monologues. <clears throat> so uh I saw some movies this year. Um Oh yeah, what'd you see? What'd you what'd you see? All I've gotta say is are my arms tired? <laughs> uh Oh, uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, uh, well, hold on. Uh, m- more okay. like be careful. Bad movie. <laughs> okay, okay. Thought oh, we were about on. to wade into <laughs> dodgy territory. Wait, I'm what, running what? through my my. Uh, what did you think I was going to say? I didn't know what you were going to say. Was the thing Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody more like Bohemian Crap City? Yeah, that, yeah. that was Mark's oh, wow, huh? wow, wow, wow. Okay. I didn't it's been a while since I told that one. Hot takes, hot takes. There's been a lot of a lot of Spider Man in the in the movies uh, this year. Um, uh, yep. <laughs> I've been um, uh, I've sp- I've been spending a lot of time catching movies that I didn't see in theaters recently. You could say that I'm blind spotting. Ah, you're filling in ah, your, good, your blind good, spotting. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, so, so um, you know, Glenn Close, she's been nominated a lot, and she really wants an award tonight. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that, that that that's why she's called her agent to be in Spider Verse Two as uh, Spider Aunt May. Uh, sh- sh- she wants an Oscar, so she's uh, doing stuff. This is bad. Maybe it's this bad, is bad why they hire writers. Ma- writers. This is why yeah. they uh, didn't have a host last night, and it was fine. Because mm. <laughs> this was shit is hard fine. and sucks. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies recently, and boy, are my arms Tully. That's nothing, that, Mark. That's, that's literally some, it's nothing. something. I mean, Tully starts with the same letters. I think type. like it. Like a uh, 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 eighth grader could have come up with that. Uh, um, boy, I've been watching so many movies recently that I feel kind of insane. That's not okay. Bad. Well, that's. Do you think that these jokes need an upgrade? 
Okay, that's that's something at least. That's, that's right. a joke. Why don't you <laughs> like, take trying your... to find someone who's telling bad jokes? I am the guilty. Look, sorry to bother you guys, Ugh. but we probably should get started. Um, get uh, it, hey, I just want to apologize see. for those. Let's... I just want to apologize for those jokes. Can you ever forgive me? No. <laughs> um, okay. So this, this has been is... a bad time at the podcast theater. <laughs> yes, it has. So the the way this works, y'all. Normally, we are picking our favorite movies from previous years we've been alive, but this is the second annual pickies, which means we Typically... are diving into the best of the previous year. Yes, it's almost March. Fucking takes a while to catch up. Sorry, limited release. Yeah. Sucks, um, and we wanted to wait until after the Oscars this year because they always have the you know designation of being the most important and the final one. And now we are. We get to have we the are final more say. more important than the Oscars. Right. We, I'm comfortable we, saying that. Going into a, our first year, it would have been a little hacky to say that, but now that we're right. an established award show, absolutely more important and, than the Oscars. And and now we get to react directly. Like we can fix wrongs with our picks. Yeah. You know? it, uh, yeah. Um, for example, for the screenplay nomination, they made a really bad choice. Spike Lee, really? What is that? that is, what? That's a fine choice. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Wait, you, what? G- Green Book. <laughs> they nominated Green Book, Mark. That's the one to be mad at. Hey, that's the joke, Cody. Was is it? it? I wasn't was tracking it. it. Was it? it I'm uh, very tired. <laughs> okay, so we're great um, hosts. Um, yeah, we're so, we're incredible at this. But yeah, it does feel good to have like the full context of like what won at the Oscars mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. into our award show because like it was eye opening for me as I was like finalizing my picks today. How few times I agreed with the Oscars, even right, in just same. the nominations. Same. Um. So so though. Here's the thing, mm. though. We don't necessarily want 100% trash the Oscars. They make whack picks every year. We're never completely happy with what they pick for Best Picture. But so we still why don't, love why them don't as we, an institution. Why don't we want to? Oh, okay, sure. Yes, yeah, so like, like the Oscars are important. There are movies that people we, watch that they would never see because of the Oscars. But, however, them saying what the best film of the year is doesn't mean it's the best film. You can like what you right. like and still appreciate the Oscars. That, we that, love that, them like we love our like degenerate son who continuously yeah, lets us down. They uh, let us down, but like I'm coming back every year. There, there were yeah. the thing is, the, the the Oscars are always remembered most for what wins Best Picture. Obviously, right? That makes sense. Whatever. But the thing is, last night's show we're recording the uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> telling you exactly when we're recording this. Um, it was Wait, I thought we were so, live from the podcast theater. Right. Um, it was so good. There were so many awesome moments. I like I thought it like there were so many good moments of good people winning and having great speeches and just like in the moment fantastic moments. And it just mm-hmm. like it's gonna be overshadowed by what won. So yeah. that's kind of I a mean, bummer, Olivia Coleman's acceptance good. speech Olivia Coleman's acceptance speech was the highlight of my of the night for me. Like I was so happy for her. Uh, and yeah, she earned it. She did a great job. I stood up and cheered when Samuel L. Jackson was able to give Spike Lee his yeah. Oscar. Like incredible. Like yeah. Oh, he was so happy for him. It was yes. such a good moment. I I just love and Guillermo del Toro giving it to his best friend Alfonso Cuarón <laughs> and then yep. giving a big and hug. Like Chris Evans gave awards to the Black Panther technical people, which was fun. Yeah. Well, Chris Evans didn't. Michael B. Jordan did. Wait, didn't Chris oh, wait, Evans? 
present? No, it was Chris Evans. They, they won two awards last night. Right? Oh, that's what it was. Chris one Evans of... g- gave it to Black Panther for one of the technicals. Michael B. Jordan gave it to him for score. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Like you're right. You're right. You're right. So they got to keep it in the Marvel family. Yes. You're right. Um, sorry, Mark. For production design was uh, yeah, I said one saying. right thing all night. Yes. <laughs> Um, so do you guys want to just get into our categories? If you guys remember yeah. from last year, the way it works is um, we each pit, like pitch a movie to be nominated. And it has to have a majority vote to actually make it through. So, so that's we'll best review two out of three. Best two out of three. So we'll review each nominee as soon as uh, we go through them all. Um, mm-hmm. And then we probably, all three, will say <laughs> our particular winner out of the six. But... Um, yeah, once they're all it, listed. Yes, yeah. but 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 they have to be approved. So we are starting where movies start, and that is with the screen. The beginning. So, oh, okay. <laughs> right. The, so the best beginning uh, award. Best. The beginning. best idea for a movie. Best idea. The best pitch meeting. Um, mm-hmm. It is just James Cameron's Aliens with a dollar sign pitch. <laughs> Wins every year. Every year. year after Wins year. Every year. Um, okay. And the way we do this is serpentine, which means back and forth. If you guys remember, it's like we're walking down the... I listened to the uh, last year's episode today, and the way Mark described it last year was, it's like when you're high-fiving people in a baseball game, and you get to the last person and then turn around and start high-fiving everyone else. It is a messy metaphor. <laughs> but basically... It's like but, a snake. It goes back and forth. But I it's guess in, in this, you, you high-five the person at the end of the line twice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. As you do. You give them a double two-hand high, high 10, if you Ooh, will. a high 10. I like that. Um, to, to, to make another analogy, this is kind of like the NFL draft. Yeah, it's like most drafts. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah. our listeners like movies. They don't like sports. They've never seen a sport before. Never seen life. a sport once. Never <laughs> done fantasy leagues. Is. No. Yeah. Okay. So who wants to go first? We did Mark's youngest. We could do that. Let's let the baby metric. boy go first. Sure. Yeah, baby boy. So best screenplay. Screenplay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and nominate if Beale Street could talk. Beautiful. Mm. Uh, mm. for for best screenplay, I think uh not only well a I just want to address the fact that this movie was completely snubbed by the Oscars and fuck them for that. Not completely uh, yeah. snubbed. Regina King won for best actress. Oh right, True. and was also nominated for score, but yes. it should have been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay because it is so hard to adapt something by someone like Barry Jenkins who has such like a poetic voice that like... Barry Jenkins adapted it. It was written by James Baldwin. I'm sorry, someone like James Baldwin who has such a poetic and distinct voice Mm -hmm. that like you can't carry that prose across. You can carry the dialogue. (laughs) But I think that the, the way that he wrote the... It non chronologically, and you yeah. can kind of see the end from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and th- there's so much that's left unanswered, but the film has so much more f- focus on other areas. Like specifically, the crime isn't necessarily like a open and shut case of like did he do it or not. But the the movie is about the the love that they have to continue mm-hmm. to. Um, to give each other just to survive, right? Yeah. Um, Chad, so, what, what what are your thoughts? Are you are you voting this one in? Yeah. So I'm gonna agree 100 percent and vote this one in. I'm locking it in. We, we'll see if it's unanimous or not. But yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned on my Letterbox review back when I saw this movie that like 
it's few times when you watch a movie and it feels like you just read like an amazing piece of literature and uh, both Barry Jenkins movies, Moonlight and uh, If Bill Street Could Talk feel like that to me where it just feels more literary. It feels like good, like poetic literature and there's just like so much care uh, designed into like just the whole shape of like how this story is unfolding and yeah. I love gotcha. it, and I agree. Um, well, it's not going to be completely unanimous. Um, Why are you I, hating on the fucking masterpiece movie? <laughs> I love the movie, um, but I where I would disagree, I think, is um, the movie to me is like literally lifting passages from the book and just using them as narration and stuff like that. And that's a personal taste thing. I don't love that personally. I, I know that you kind of have to do it and it is hard to adapt a book. Um, but that is why I personally went and voted in, but it doesn't matter because it's in you boys got well, it. in. Yeah. I think with, with uh, a book like this, with such a, um, such a distinct voice in the mm-hmm. author, like you kind of have to, um, acknowledge some of the the narration there, yeah. and um, this and some of the like specific verbiage because like that book is also like a fantastic work of literature. Yeah, um, it'd be this would be like adapting Moby Dick and like not being like they call me Ishmael or whatever that fucking book starts with. That's literally what it starts with. That's it. Got it. Hey, I did it. Yeah, I, it's uh, the it's amazing to me how yes, it has this like through voice that like you definitely feel it like the whole body feels like one voice and it also like narration like shifts between different people you have like different perspectives it's it's a it's a great work i love it yeah, yeah i also couldn't find anywhere whether or not the book was non-chronological or not i think um, it, i think it was okay but well, i don't Cody know thinks sure. it was anyway Chad, right, so i'm going next yeah. okay I am going to uh, nominate um, Private Life, uh, Tamara Jenkins, Tamara Jenkins, Tamara, Tamara, uh, Tamara. and I'm nominating this one just for its, and I mean, dialogue drives this movie, right? Like these scenes between these two people that feel so fully realized, played by Paul Giamatti and uh, Catherine Hahn. Um, I mean, they're incredible. They're so fully realized. These conversation scenes are compelling and um, they feel so like naturalistic, but I don't know, at times elevated, like they're having these conversations that feel so real, even though like we wouldn't ever be so bold um, to say these things. Um, And it's just a blast the whole time. Uh, So when when dialogue snappy like this, it's got a special place for me. So that's why I'm nominating Private Life. Gotcha. Um, uh, this is where it gets tricky, right? Because I'm looking at the list and I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. there's going to be things that don't make it onto this list. Of course, um, yeah. That's the nature we'll, of the beast. Yeah. We'll do some honorable mentions as soon as, like, rapid fire. We won't talk mm-hmm. about them, but we'll do some honorable mentions as soon as we uh, get our six. So I'm just going to have to accept that because I don't think I really have an argument against this i i think i agree like the the screenplay is great the um the 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 dialogue is awesome the screenplay is building up to the final moments and i love screenplays Mm -hmm. that like are interwoven to like lead to a very particular spot um it, it it's a screenplay that um 
you know, is tackling something that we don't necessarily see a lot of time in film, which is uh, IVF and um, just trying to get pregnant in general through um, lots of difficult means. And I think it's awesome. It's it's something that I didn't realize how much of a pain in the ass it was and how expensive it was. And it really literally a pain in the ass at parts right. when uh, Paul Giamatti is applying uh, injections to Catherine Hahn's ass. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's great. I have no argument against that. Uh, Mark. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great movie. I have no arguments against here. It's just like, it's such a nice, like to some extent it is like a movie about like a phase in these people's lives, but it's also like kind of just a slice of life. And it very much feels like this is a couple that has existed for a number of years. And this Mm -hmm. is just, you know, a month of their life. I listen to a, a, a lot of movies feel like, you know, uh, you have to get used to the couple and right. the couple like kind of introduce themselves to you here. It's like, you kind of have to catch up. Right. You're just thrown into the middle of it. And yeah. I, I listened to an interview with, uh, Tamara Jenkins who talked about, uh, that this is just essentially nearly autobiographical. There were certain things embellished, but it was just like something she went through, uh, her and her husband. And I thought that was wow, that's awesome. cool that something could be so personal. All right, so Private Life, fun. nominated for Best Screenplay. Um, Cody, so you get two. I get two. Fuck. Okay. So and then you got to roll the dice that will uh, get some others get that the, you want. Get the ones that I want, yeah. Um, okay, so I was the one who said, let's not do adapted and original, and now I'm mad. <laughs> movies are good. There were so many good yeah. ones. Yeah, um, but Okay, so I have to. I mean, there's no way around this. I'm nominating for Best Screenplay, Paddington 2, written by Paul King and Simon Farnaby, based on books Mm -hmm. by Michael Bond. Guys, I don't know if there really is a tighter screenplay this year. It, like, is Mm -hmm. perfectly paced. As far as, like, efficiency, yeah. Efficiency. Perfectly paced. Everything pays off. Literally Mm -hmm. everything pays off. There's a flashback in the beginning where you're like, oh, they're just doing this to reset context. No, it's not. It it leads you to that final moment. Mm -hmm. And the the, the character of Phoenix Buchanan is amazing and like super Mm -hmm. well written. The, the, The emotion that runs through every character has a moment. Even like the little side characters all have little moments that are written. And like, yeah, um, a lot of that, yes, is due to performance and direction, which we will definitely get to. Um, <laughs> but um, I, it, it starts with a screenplay, and I think it's just a, yeah. it, it's a perfectly written screenplay, in my opinion. Um, Mark, I think you're the first to not vote second, so I'll let you go. Um, I have nothing against this. It's not one that I would pick for myself, uh, unsurprisingly, but it's it's fine. <laughs> I have so no, that's a I mean, that's a I, yes. I, <laughs> Yes, that's a, that's a yes, <laughs> okay. and I've, I get the feeling it does not matter whether or not that's a yes. Cool. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's unanimous. I, I vote yes. Um, I, a lot of things Cody said. just And then just, like, the ideology behind Paddington is something that I just love. The, if we're kind and polite, the world will be right, nice core filmmaking. It's just mm-hmm. something that, like, this movie is down to its core from its, like, from the story on the page, you know, it's, it's, it's all there. And yeah, every character is fully realized, even like characters that are silly, like knuckles. Like at first oh, he's just this, love knuckles. he's so good. And at first he's just this like curmudgeon, like prisoner chef who's, you know, kind of a stereotype, but you know, he gets his time to shine and everyone does in this movie. 
It's a it's right. a solid screenplay, solid flick. Love that Paddington too. And I know we're not really getting into the adaptions because we're doing it all under one. But yeah, if we were doing adapted, this would be my argument: is we have to remember these are adapted from picture books, and the amount that they are able right. to expand upon it and give, you know, breathe more life into it is incredible. Yeah, but well, yes, I have the feeling it's mostly based on characters from it is it's a completely new story yeah Yeah. um okay fuck my second second this is hard okay there is a movie i like better definitely a movie like better one of my top of the year but this is specifically the screenplay category Mm -hmm. so i am going to and i love this movie like my sighing is not because i don't love this movie it's because it's just hard choices, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody's on this list. Just kidding. Uh, I, I was about to have boy. a heart attack. I thought you were saying Bohemian Rhapsody for best screen. No, 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 those no. words around me right now? No, I know. Okay, so I am nominating Blind Spotting, uh, written by mm. Raphael Castle and David mm. Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you could argue. I mean, we'll see, but I don't really think you could <laughs> argue the screenplay of this one. Like, the the story is great. It's um for people who don't know because I do think it was pretty underseen. Um, it, yeah, it's it did about these, not play in theaters for long. No, it didn't. Um, so it's about these two really good friends. They've been friends from birth. One white guy, one black guy, and um, one of them gets out of prison. It's been a while since I've seen it actually. Um, so I'm yeah, not it's uh, David Diggs' character, the black guy. He is on parole. That's what it is. Okay, he's yeah. almost off of parole. Yes, right. that's he's what it is. Three it's about days his, left. Yeah. Yes, got it. I I promise <laughs> I've seen this movie and love it. It's been um, a while. Yeah, but it's been a minute. Um, and so it's about how even in difficult areas, because it's in Oakland, even with the that white dude being friends with the V Diggs the whole time, it's about how race still impacts things even if you think you're at the exact same level race still separates you in ways that you don't necessarily understand and like i think that's a very smart difficult topic Mm -hmm. that this tackles very well and the other absolutely fucking brilliant thing about this movie um when i was pitching it to mark and chad i said Mm -hmm. it's kind of shakespeare because they start off talking using normal language, but when it becomes intense, dramatic scenes... Yeah, there's certain breaks. They rap. Mm. They, they use, like, rapping, um, cadence, and, like... Um, it's like a free verse kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, and, but, like, but, the one verse where he kills it is, like, best scene of the movie... It's incredible. Like, one of the best it's kind of, of like year. loose free verse where he's like struggling to get it out at, yeah. earlier in the movie, and then he just like kills it. It's like uh, such a such a powerful they, scene. They establish early on that like it's easier for them to express themselves through like rap and mm-hmm. verses and rhyme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the screenplay uses those times as like Shakespearean soliloquies. Yes. Um, And it is like, it is so raw that, um, I mean, it's, it's literally so hard to describe without you just seeing this scene of like a man just like shouting this rap verse and like sobbing. Yes. Uh, It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, 
it, it, overall, it's just an amazing mu- movie. I, I love, like, it's 2019. Movies have existed for a fucking long time, right? right? So whenever a movie comes on and I'm like, I have never seen this before, it's yeah. always a good surprise. And that mm-hmm. is how I felt with Blind Spotting. Um, like, really, obviously, I, it's inspired by other things, but I just have never I, seen anything like this. I realize we haven't voted yet, so I'm going to go ahead and lock this one in. Uh, yes, I agree. Um I mean, we talk about dialogue with uh, private life. That's just another thing that's just like, again, heightened but natural, which is like what you want. It's like certain scenes, particularly when the two friends are fighting kind of toward the end, where it's just so loaded and just so full of like part of its performance, but like part of it's also just like what is being said, what's being addressed. Like we're finally addressing these things that – because we're friends, we've been putting aside, but now it's right. out on the table because of certain things that have unfolded in this really good screenplay. Um, so yeah, I agree 100%. Yep. This is another screenplay that's based off of David Diggs and the director, Gabriel, whatever. Um, what's his name? No, it, it's 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 not the, the director. The other actor. It's, the, it's the other actor. Is it the other actor? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's based on their lives. Yeah. Yes. Um, so like they have that emotion... And it carries across in in the words as well. And mm-hmm. when we say it's rap, it's not like my name is Mark. And no, I'm it's good. Bad. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like fantastic. David Diggs is an is like a author or like an artist in his own right, and he was on Shakespeare. So or, uh, he was on Hamilton. So like, yeah. it is clearly uh, very well written. It's like Kendrick level dense raps. Yeah, that it's you're amazing. like trying to keep up with. Uh, it's oh, so good. It's okay. Okay. Have, have so, you guys have you guys seen the? Uh, this is a little off topic, but the impression video comedian Chris D'Elia does of Eminem. Yes, it's very good. I think so. It's just it's just a good impression, and it's not like that. It's way better than that. Right. Uh, <laughs> so nominated for best screenplay, Blind Spotting. Okay, so we do need to pick up cool. the pace. Yeah. Uh, so chat. I'll go next. Do we want? One that is really good with structure. One that is really good with, um, uh, oh, man. You pick. I'm not going to pick for you. Hell. Okay. I'll go with one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it is hard. There's too many good ones. Yeah. I'll go with um, the movie that is my number one of the year, and that's Drew Goddard's screenplay, Bad Time at the El Royale, which is just another movie where it's just like he's balancing so many characters, so many storylines, and everything pays off in a satisfying way. Everyone who is on screen has a reason to be there, and you're actively engaged with each individual character and storyline that it's following. And the payoff at the end is just like pure, just adrenaline and suspense. Uh, Tight, tight screenplay. My favorite movie of the year. Bad times at the El Royale. What do you guys think? Uh, I am going to um, go ahead and push it into nominations because I agree. Uh, it, cool. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Um, tight screenplay. Everything mm-hmm. you said, Mark. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it. The, the I rewatched this recently, and like the first couple, like first hour or so of this movie is like just puzzles unraveling and you, mm-hmm. every time you feel like you get what's going on something new will happen and then it will yeah. cut back 10 minutes and tell you like what led up to that uh-huh. it's like the- it's so tense and it leaves you trying to like put the pieces together the whole time even on like a rewatch right um and it's a, and- it's a movie that when i watched it 
I mean, it just, I think you kind of touched on it. It just constantly surprised you. Mm-hmm. Like I did not expect things to go down the way they did. And then they explain it away in ways that make total sense. And yeah. And then something new will happen that you're like, wait, how does that make sense? And then right. they'll talk about it and you're like, okay, I'm on board. Uh, and then, you know, rinse and repeat. I'm, I'm on board for this being nominated. Cool. Um, well, now I have to decide between two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm mad at myself for nominating something with my first pick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how this works. I remember last time, like, we got to something and we were like, oh, shit, we forgot to nominate Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> right. Uh, which will happen this year, um, but on purpose this time. We're not. So, <laughs> yeah. I think poor that, dude. I think that, uh, hold on. He's a beautiful boy, uh, but. He's a beautiful um, boy, but not it. A good movie boy this nope. year. He's got fucking Dune coming out. We'll nominate him 900 more times. Sure. Yeah, he's got a career ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, like He can have an off year. Yeah. I'm literally picking my number one and my number two movies of the year. Uh, That's intense. You should have picked one of those uh, earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit, my friend. Yeah. Um. Well, I thought one of you fuckers would pick one of these. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick First Reformed. Yes! Okay. Um, oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, and go ahead, after, talk about it. After we lock or don't lock this in, we'll talk about the other things we wanted to pick. But this movie has so much um, so much sadness to it, mm-hmm. and so much... I think that there's just so much like emotion, um, just like in the the structure of this, and like... The, the way that you see him, like, find joy in some small things, but mostly just despair. And, like, I think that gif yeah. of him putting the the sign on the church thing that says, will God forgive us, uh-huh. uh, is is so good. Um, and then, I mean, the ending of this is so great. And kind of like the, the third act twist where you start to realize his, his plan is so great. I mean, Paul Schrader mm-hmm. is a uh, mastermind. Um, Paul, I mean, Taxi Driver, of course, is... I think you mean to say crazy so person, great. and we do not condone the stuff he says on Facebook, because he's a maniac sometimes. Yes. Oh, he does he say some stuff on Facebook? Yeah. Let's not get into like, it, because I don't want to yeah. ruin First Reform. No. <laughs> um, but he just has a way of writing screenplays mm-hmm. that just, like, show you the utter heart of a character... Um, and even if it's a character you don't agree with, like in Taxi Driver, or right. one that you completely are sympathetic to, like in First Reformed, it uh, it's just heartbreaking to see these these men just like despair. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and lock this one in as an official nomination um, for all the things you said, and on top of that, just like it's so densely full of like complex ideas, like ideologies, and even like theological ideas that like it doesn't really give like an answer to it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, but it, it just puts these like conflicting ideas out in front of you and shows a man trying to like grapple with them. And, uh, and good for, for a movie about a priest. It isn't like this man is like struggling to find God mm-hmm. and like to find his religion as much as it is. He's just trying to find something real. Um, and he yeah. just like, he can't. Yeah. Um, I I will give this the unanimous with a asterisk because um, I do think this screenplay is brilliant. I love it. Um, the, the movie like is really affecting. All the things you guys said are pretty spot on. But I do think it falls into a category 
Um, similar to another movie where the screenplay is brilliant and that I love of this year, Sorry to Bother You, where the, like every mm-hmm. element is great except the female character. The one female character is very undercooked, and I think that's a problem with the screenplay, and I also think it's a problem with Sorry to Bother You. Um, I, I but, disagree with First Reformed, but I, I see where you're coming from with Sorry to Bother You. I, I just th- I, I just think she kind of is, you know, the like pretty blonde ideal um, that's gonna save the man. I don't know. It's 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 not it's not the worst we've ever mm-hmm. seen. Um, I just, but also, should I be the most surprised from Paul Schrader necessarily? No. Um, I I it's not the worst ever. I just that is the one. I don't element know. To, where I'm to like, me. To me, she's she's a character that I recognize, especially like in the church of like trying to be like a supportive wife and like do the right thing. I don't know. We we could talk about it, but but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's she's she's a person I recognize. I gotcha. To me, Uh, it's nominated. Nominated for best screenplay. Okay, so so we got our screenplay nominees. Mark gets first pick. Uh, Do we want to vote on what our favorite one is of this, or did we want to move on? We should, but fast. Okay, so um, I actually don't think uh, we should do um, any runners-up because I think we'll talk about them in other categories. Yeah, probably. Um, So if I had to pick best screenplay out of these, I think based solely on screenplay, I would go with Blind Spotting personally. Um, I think I would go with Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, uh, I will... Probably also blind spotting. Okay. Um, yeah, blind spotting. All right. Uh, Mark, best. Vo- so our next category I is. I started the last one. Yeah, I think I go first in the next one. Oh, we can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we we snake draft on each category, but we also snake draft on who goes uh, sure. first in categories. Yeah, that's that's fine. So uh, you you go first. Best voiceover slash mocap performance. Okay. Uh, here's my question is. For people like Jim Cummings, are those two different nominations for two different characters, or is that no nominate them for both because it's the same film? Okay, cool. So my nomination is for Jim Cummings as Pooh Bear and Tigger in uh, Christopher Robin. Um, He's been doing it for a long time, and um, he gives this performance that for both characters, particularly Pooh Bear, I think I'll focus mostly on Pooh Bear. He feels like a poo who is older, but like hasn't changed. And part of that is through just like, I'm sure Jim Cummings voices giving Mm -hmm. in a little bit because he's gotten older, but it's just the perfect voice for this character that is just so pure and good and simple and just sees the world in this like innocent way. Um, Really good performance and just like, pulls on your heartstrings every chance it gets with both characters. And then Tigger is just funny, just like hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. He's a riot. So, uh, Cody, what do you think about this? Absolutely. A million percent thumbs up. This is not only like, uh, this is spoiler alert, my winner in this category, but also like (laughs) one of my favorite performances of the year. Like this movie does not work. Mm -hmm. If Pooh is not such a good emotional tether to the film and like, he like is. imagine if like Aziz Ansari was doing like Pooh Bear and was just like, oh, can I get that balloon? Like, right, oh, thank exactly. you. This is my favorite red balloon. It just, it just <laughs> wouldn't work. It's, it's amazing, and yeah. and just the 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 little pieces of like Winnie the Pooh wisdom that he gives are incredible, mm. and 
I like so Chad and I weirdly saw this movie together because he was in Auburn when it came out. Yeah, that never um, happens. <laughs> no, I saw this movie literally the next day um, because I needed to see it oh, again, man. and I was sobbing within seconds of the movie sorting. And a lot of that is based on this performance. So yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. Mark. Cool. Um, I will give this least surprising performance. I mean. I agree. It is it is great, but it's not surprising to me that that the guy who originated the character and has always played the character is good at playing a character. I mean, fair, um, fair, fair. But I I, but I, I think it's an was, elevated version of it. Yeah, he was very good. I have mm-hmm. I have no qualms with this. Cool. Okay, I get uh, to pick Cody, next. Which rules? Go. You get to um, go once. Um. So obviously, fucking obviously, Ben Whishaw as Paddington and Paddington Two, another kind bear, another kind <laughs> British bear, another where he is a emotional through line, and without this performance, it wouldn't work. Like it is just yeah. like everything about it is perfect. The way he delivers lines, the way he 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 talks to um, Knuckles McGintley and gives him the hard stare. Um. But but then he he talks about Aunt Aunt Lucy and you hear the like longing in his voice, but you know that he's happy that he's in London. Like mm-hmm. it's incredible. I love it. Ben Wishall. Mark. Um uh I've had this penciled in for Cody's pick for this um <laughs> since uh twelve, thirteen fourteen months ago. Yeah. Um, sure. And I, I genuinely think that without Ben, uh, ben Winshaw's performance, this movie and this franchise doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm on board with this. I'm, I'm gonna vote no. I think it's a bad, uh, bad little bit. <laughs> no, Fuck obviously, up. obviously, it's yes. The performance is great. Cody hit the nail on that. It's just so pure and good. And it's a simple. It's a strangely like understated simple performance, which yes. so often, especially in like American animation, you can just get these wacky, like heightened voices. To have something yeah. that's just so refined, but it doesn't. It's not lacking in emotion. It's great. I love it. Yes. Yep. Okay, Mark. Um, I'm going to go ahead, and my first pick will be Holly Hunter from Incredibles 2. Fuck, yes um, it is. <laughs> this movie centers around her more so than the first movie, and she... Uh, I mean, Holly Hunter's voice is just incredible in general. Yeah. Um, but the the tension you hear in her voice of like choosing between her career and her family is like... Um, it's. I think it's an important depiction, especially to show kids of like when your mom goes to work, she doesn't want to leave you. She just wants to have her own life for a little bit. And I think, um, I I just think she's so great in this in this role. I uh, couldn't agree Amazing. more. Um, uh, yeah, like the. I mean, you said it. She's great. Uh, Mark, your second vote. Um. So my pick. This is going to be the first uh, wild pick of the night. Um, oh my. David Cross for sorry to bother you. Ooh, I think I think that the so he's playing the white voice of Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, yeah, I know. And yeah. I think that there is a very specific customer service voice that I know uh-huh. that I have and that I've heard in a lot of people. So I mean, I work in a job that's mostly customer service. Um, so yeah. I hear this voice all the time coming from my voice, coming from my coworkers' voice mouths. Like it is, it is very specific. And I also think that I mean, it's just. It's just a cheesy voice that is like mm-hmm. cheery and like kind of fake, but also sounds kind of genuine. And I think that David Cross right. does a really great job. And it also sounds like a white voice, but also like a stereotype 
typical white voice that you would yeah. like. If yeah. you're like dual white voice, you'd be like, "Hey guys, uh, it's uh, me." Secondly, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I agree 100. percent I'm mad at myself for not thinking of this. As yeah, like you broke it. Like you broke the category, <laughs> yeah. but like in a good way. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. y- yes. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. It's I'm, a. It's I'm, an amazing performance. Like. Both from Lakeith and from David Cross, like yes. them working yes. together in this white voice is uh, incredible. So yeah, all right, uh, Cody, so you're up with your next cool. uh, mocap slash voice pick. Fuck, <laughs> this is where I don't know what Chad's gonna pick, so I'm trying to mm-hmm. make sure my favorites aren't left off. Um. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Was a um, school bus reference. Listen to your heart. Oh fuck, God! <laughs> okay, Damn Cody, it. listen to your heart a little bit faster. Um, <laughs> I am going to go with Sarah Silverman as Vanellope von Sweets and Ralph breaks the internet too. Cool. Um, so. What Mar what I think Chad was talking about earlier is that, you know, there can be kind of a stereotypical voiceover performance that is loud and cheery and a certain type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what I think uh Sarah Silverman did with Vanellope in Ralph One. I still love mm-hmm. Wreck It Ralph, but I don't think the performance is good. In Wreck It Ralph Two, it feels like such an actual performance. Mm-hmm. She's doing a kid voice that is very similar to her own voice, but is also like wrecked with real sadness and Mm -hmm. betrayal and joy and just a range of different emotions at a million different parts. This, this character is so very much Sarah Silverman um, and the, the performance sells it. Uh, That is my pick. What are y'all's thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's a really good performance. I'm going to say yes. Um, this isn't the one I was planning on saying for my next one, so good good picking. Um, okay. You picked correctly. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's on my list of top performances. Um, the, the way I did it was I just had seven options to mm-hmm. like too. have like a safety net in case you guys downvote one and we're on the same page for all of them. Yes, uh, me too. So, Vanellope is on my top seven of the year. Yeah, she's great. And very emotive and when she wants you to be sad you're sad when she wants you to be full of joy you are so full of joy um good performance um yeah. in, in behind the scenes and a real bold move i only picked four for this category because i know <laughs> that neither of you guys would pick david cross um <laughs> well, that but was, what uh, if we had downvoted it you wouldn't have um okay <laughs> i mean uh, it was the correct <laughs> answer yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah um yes very good voiceover performance uh it yeah y- you were saying that like there's a stereotypical voice that she is kind of doing, but she also gives it so much more heart than that because yeah. yes. she's doing that voice because she's playing she's playing a character that is a voiceover, right? She's playing right, a video game right, character, right, right? But she like is playing this video game character and then gives it like an extra dimension of heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome, Chad. So Chad. the final uh, choice for this category, I am uh, nominating Josh Brolin as Thanos in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's the full performance, so it's voice, but it's also mocap, and uh, it's <laughs> it's gonna sound weird that I'm comparing the. Uh, 
I'm only comparing it in a, in one small way. The performance of Paddington Bear and Thanos, the most evil person <laughs> in the galaxy. But uh, just in the idea that it's a more muted performance than it needed to be. Um, mm-hmm. I think one worry I had when Thanos was announced to enter the MCU in 2012 was that they weren't going to make it feel real. It was going to feel like a CG, like cheesy space villain that works in the comics, but is just like too outlandishly cartoony to work in like the live action MCU universe that we have. But thankfully the technology caught up with us and also they just cast it perfectly with Brolin to give this like understated, like he doesn't think he's a bad guy, but he's insane kind of performance and it it just really works for me and the whole movie hinges on buying this villain that's bigger than anything we've ever seen before like him as a threat is a threat of like half of everything and that's just to to buy the scale of that and make it as human as this performance is is incredible that they pulled this off uh so yeah that's my pitch. Okay. Yeah, it's a yep. character that could easily be like, I'm evil because I like being evil, but he makes right. it very heartfelt and you like enjoy, you completely see what why he's doing what he's doing. And, exactly. Uh, but also like the motion capture, like he, he like destroys the Hulk in the first minute of the movie in a way that you can definitely be like, oh my God, he's more powerful than literally anything I've ever seen, not only mm-hmm. in this universe, but in like my own universe. Um, right. So it, it's just a really good motion capture performance as well. Yep. Um, yes, I totally agree. Um, and I love that we got one mocap on the board. I was starting to wonder we <laughs> right. worried that we win it, uh, yeah. which would have been fine. Um, this was a crazy good year for voiceover. Um, yeah. So yes, I agree. I'm um, happy but with I, all our picks. I want to acknowledge that we completely snubbed literally everyone in Spider-Verse who all could have been nominated. <laughs> they were all so good. Like I thought yep. about nominating Jake Johnson. He was very close. He is the yeah. one that I was trying to decide between him mm-hmm. and um, Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Um, but I also think Haley Steinfeld was great yeah. as Spider-Gwen. I also think should make more as Miles mm-hmm. Morales. I think Chris mm-hmm. Pine as other Spider-Man. Well, he was very time. good at like classic hero Peter Parker. Yeah, it was Absolutely. This is one of those rare movies where Mahershala Ali is good. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. one of the rare ones. Yeah, right. uh, it's hard to like, find another one this year. Um, Brian Tyree like, Henry's so good in Spider Verse. You're right. Like, yeah, like it's everyone. It's that, so solid. <laughs> yeah, we we fucked up a little bit, but it was just a good year but for like, animation. I don't think. I would have upvoted if either of you had said anyone from Spider-Verse, but at the same time, looking at our list, I don't think I would change anything either. I don't think so either. Okay, so I pick first. Mm-hmm. We are on to Best Supporting Actor. Oh, so uh, I pick do, we first. Wanna, do we want to vote for the Best Voice? You're right. Yeah. I keep forgetting we're doing mm-hmm. that. Uh, my uh, winner is Jim Cummings. Mine is David Cross. Uh, sorry to bother you. <laughs> I love that performance. Um, uh, probably Ben Wishaw? Wow. Um, just because I think that that movie like completely relies on that in the same mm-hmm. way that, that uh, the when uh, Christopher Robin does. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, all of these performances are like the crux of their movie to some extent. Um, True. Yeah. But like Paddington really doesn't work if Paddington isn't sold. Yeah. Uh, True. I'm happy with all of our nominees and all of our personal choices. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. Also, we all so picked d- someone else's pick. 
That's right. Interesting. We yeah. did. We did, which is cool of All us. Right. Supporting uh, we're actor. fucking cool dudes. Um, okay, best supporting actor. So I pick first, which means I can go crazy now. Yeah. And then try and make up for <laughs> right, it later. Exactly. Later. You can go crazy um, now, which I'm not. We will vote you down, and then you can go normal. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not going that crazy necessarily, but this is. I don't know. I'm just okay. Just go. Michael B. Jordan for Black Panther um, as Killmonger. I think it is an insane performance. Mm -hmm. I think it is one of the best superhero villain performances I have ever seen. I think the way that he plays menace and charm equally is Mm -hmm. amazing. And I think that that scene where he says, um, bury me in the ocean at the end is one of the greatest moments in interesting. Uh, movies this year. It's and interesting. It's because of his performance. I'm going to affirm this and move it on into the category. Um, okay. But for different types of scenes, like the, the, yeah. the, the first scene where you see him, where he's like doing the heist and like you're, you're scared of him, but you're not quite sure why at first. And then, and then the scene ends with him taking the mask and he just says, no, nah, I'm just feeling it. Like, I just love his character. It's, uh, I think most of why I love Killmonger as a character is in the screenplay. But yeah. I, I mean, the, it's an undeniable good performance and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. How can I say yeah. no to Michael B. Jordan? He's a treasure. And I, and I think the way he sells the scene where he does the, one of my favorite villain moves where he mm-hmm. shoots his own henchman, yeah. the way he sells that scene so good. Well, yeah. not only does he shoot his own henchman, he shoots the person that you think is the villain of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Good. So it's good thing. It's just great. And um I will point out a third scene that I think is really great where he's in the throne room and like telling everyone who he is, I think is so great because you know, he convinces when people he, in that yeah. in that when he room first gets there to side with him. Um yeah. Yeah. and yeah. uh I like the, the speech he gives and the like passion behind it is like, you know what, maybe he might have a point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it worked on me so much. Like, I walked away from this movie disliking the movie because I was on his side. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> that's how compelling a performance he gives. I was like, no, Killmonger was right. Like, fuck Wakanda. They right. suck. <laughs> I like Killmonger. So, yeah, great performance. Um, Wonderful performance. Mark, I believe you're next. Yeah. Oh, I am, aren't I? I think yes, that um, in a very um boy all of these are so good hey movies are good um movies were really good this year and every year like yeah. we, this was us in 2017 also cody uh, your wild pick was on my list um yeah i it was on that's, my, the thing. It was on that's why i was too. saying it's not that wild I, but i have a much wilder pick that i will hold off of no um, let's hear it baby <laughs> maybe next we'll pick. vote it down more maybe next okay. pick um, do you want to do this? Do you want me, you want to vote down this pick? Just go go for the wild one. Yeah, I guess wild we'll card. probably vote it down if it's that wild. <laughs> no, I actually like in the risk that you guys don't vote this down. I uh, will restrain myself. Um, uh, 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 Brian Tyree Henry in Beale Street. Um, he has one scene, but mm-hmm. that one scene I think is so important. In the movie, so he's playing a guy that just got out of jail and is talking to a guy that is, like, goes to jail shortly thereafter. And he's, like, he's talking to him and you can see that he's so happy to see his friend after being in jail for so long. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like that scene is pure joy and it's like, you know, the feeling of like seeing your best friend on the street and then getting a beer together. Yeah. But then there's like one short segment of it where he starts to talk about what it was like in jail. Um, mm-hmm. and you can just see in his eyes, like the, the pain that he's kind of buried and is trying not to let too much out of the box. Um, I think that Brian Tyree Henry is like, this is the, he's just insanely good in everything this year. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that in just one scene of, of If Beale Street Could Talk, he uh, is so, so good. Cody, you look like you're thinking really hard. I want to hear your thoughts before I say mine. <sighs> I don't want to say no. So I don't know that I'm going to. But it's almost that I would rather he gets this for a different movie. Widows? I, yeah. I, I, I think, I think his someone supp- else should get it for Widows, though. Oh, I'm glad you said that because that might shape how I <laughs> nominate mine. Um, See, this is why I I'm, asked the question when we were developing uh-huh. developing this list if we could nominate one person for multiple movies. No, because I feel like be, Brian. I know we can't, yeah. but like it, it feels like Brian Tyree Henry should get the supporting actor nom for this Widows and Spider Verse. Yeah. I really think he should. Uh, um. But I think if we nominate him here, we can't nominate him in the others. No, we can't. I, I, you're would... free to do that. Yeah, uh, but I, really I'm, b- b- I'm pushing I... it. I'm pushing it through. I'm saying yes because uh, this scene was like of a movie that I think is a masterpiece. Was probably my favorite scene of the movie just because it felt so different from the rest of the movie. There were other scenes that had like similar feelings of dread. But this movie felt like a the scene of this movie felt like a straight up horror film, and it's all on that performance. Well, n- not only because this scene isn't just like that dread of getting out of jail or being in jail, but like mm-hmm. the whole movie is about this feeling of like you know finding joy in life, knowing yeah. that you are like one uncontrollable moment away from yeah. being in jail. Like he got pulled mm-hmm. over for basically nothing and went to jail for like three years. Yeah. Um so like the the whole experience that all of the characters are going through is like um I am one bad cop away from being in jail for a long time. Yeah. But I have to just push through that fear and continue mm-hmm. to enjoy life. And so I guess what I was what I'm trying to sort of articulate here is that this scene is like fully facing the horrors of that where other mm-hmm. scenes like face different aspects of it. Yes. So it, it's not that it's so wildly different that it's out of place, just it's wildly different in that it's like a new emotion associated with that idea. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and th- this is the scene that goes most into what it, the jail is like, cause you never actually right. see it. Um, but he yeah, tells from... you, he, he's just like, man, mm-hmm. I seen some shit and like, just the look in his eyes, you're like, oh, God, he saw some fucking bullshit in there. And it speaks to the lead guy's experience, too, because like you said, we don't see his experience in jail. We only see his reaction to it as he's talking to his girlfriend um, on the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Pushing it through. Nominated. Boom. 
Uh, Chad, your pick. All right, I get two, baby. Okay, so supporting actor. I'm so stressed. We're starting to get into like I it's am, been stressful the whole time, yeah. but now I'm like, oh fuck. My first uh, nominee is Alex Wolf, Hereditary. This is a performance. Mm, this is complicated. This is some vote. This is some category. It is potentially. Think, do you think he's the lead? Because Tony Collette is the lead. Tony Collette is the like if you have one lead, which yeah. is what's sometimes tricky about movies is people are like, there's one lead. I it sort of feels like there's two leads of that movie. I I he may be I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's supporting not lead. Th- that's fine. That's okay. fine. I just want to raise yes. the idea. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. So th- saying he's supporting. Alex Wolf, Hereditary. He's a supporting actor who the film, like, 100% buys into and, like, depends on to give an insanely good performance in not one but two scenes. Um, There's the scene where, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Hereditary, skip ahead a minute or two, I guess. Um, Like 20 seconds. 20 seconds. There's the scene where he, where he's driving and his sister is decapitated and we hold on his face for what is probably, it feels like forever. It's so long. Yeah. It's so long, but like it works because of that, but it's so long because you're sitting in the shock of it. He is, and and you're right there with him. He is Mm -hmm. giving a performance that is like so important the second and if you caught up with us and uh are listening to me again now spoiler alert skip ahead 20 seconds hereditary spoilers uh is when he's possessed by the spirit that was his sister and he totally transforms and again we're just like sitting on his face for like what is probably the most important shot of the movie if you're not left with the dread of that scene you're uh, sorry. You said sitting on his Chad face. Chad said sitting on his face. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> so you're you're uh, <laughs> so you're looking you're at being his face. Out by him. <laughs> it's a good performance. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I push this one in. I completely agree. Um, you, I'm sitting on the face, and you're pushing it. The naked I'm, brothers. I'm, band. We're sitting on the face, and and you're pushing in. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, I it, it it's amazing. It's a very wildly good and intense performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I'm great. In. He slams his head into a table. It's great. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> really what's good. your What's your okay. next pick? Uh, do I want to go wild or do I want to go? Mm, it's up to you, my mm, dude. I'll I'll give Mark a chance to do his insane one. Hold on, before you say yours, I just want yeah. us to remember last year where we were going wild with our crazy picks, and then very often we forgot to nominate an obvious good one. The yeah. Oscar winner no, we would forget to nominate. So, uh, Cody, that, that that's is probably going to happen in this category. Cody, that's on you to pick up the scraps. But well, I, I'm, we'll I'm going to let Mark have his fun with his wild one, and I'm going to pick what I think he was going to pick and what is also on my list, and that's Daniel Kaluuya and Widows. Uh, mainly for one scene. I mean, he's great throughout, but the scene where he uh, just lets the two guys like do their like rap and then he shoots them both. Mm-hmm. The level of menace he's able to put in this uh, role. And he's a guy that every time I've seen him before, I kind of like the guy. Like even in Black Panther where he's like imperfect, you like him, kind of. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you definitely and, do. And Get Out, you definitely like him he's the hero and he sells that so well so for him to be able to just put on this like scary as hell performance yeah daniel kalua i definitely think that he wins best eyes um yes when he's staring into the the guy who's rapping yeah uh, right before he shoots him 
Dear God. It's also, scary. Move over, Daniel Day Lewis. There's a new best bowling alley fight winner. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Um, and, a, and a new best Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Best Daniel in a bowling alley fight. Okay, so this is in. Um, great performance. It, now it no. is on to me. Okay. Right? Yeah. No, it's to you again. It's to you. That's how it works. <laughs> it's back to Mark. I did. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Yes. It, it's Duh. back to Mark. Um, hmm, I'm not going to go wild uh, because Richard E. Grant needs his due. Uh, fuck. Mm. Still makes it hard for me. Sorry. That's I what she up. said. Um, What? That makes it hard for me. What? He said that's what she said. But said that. What about her is getting hard? Well, it doesn't matter, Mark. Um, Just uh, so here go. we go. Uh, d- um, who did I? I said Richard E. Grant. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I'm kind of sick. Um, no, it's it's fine. It's just funny. He just uh, this character just has like from the moment you see him, you're like, oh, it's this guy, right? He's like very much like the the flamboyant like gay adventurous guy but i think mm-hmm. throughout the movie you start to see like the cracks in him and like um he has like he's like putting up this facade but he's very much like a broken man who's re- who's regretting all of like the good times and adventurous moments he had in his youth because now he's like paying for all of those um in like a really heartbreaking way and i think that um the movie's kind of about like you know the the fun and you know rambunction you have in your youth kind of comes back to pay off like if you're an asshole to everyone you might have fun but in, in 30 years no one's gonna want to like talk to you uh, and he's someone mm-hmm. that has already like he's at the end of his rope now um yeah i don't think this is gonna matter because i think cody's gonna vote yes but i think i would vote no just because it feels like he's just doing richard e grant uh a bit. It's not a bad performance at all. It's a good one, but I don't know. It kind of just feels like he's acting naturally, so to speak, mm. to me. Hmm. I think that maybe his personality is natural, but there are elements of his character where, like, um, you know, the scene where he's house sitting, for example, um, or the very last scene that he's in, are so like heartbreaking and. Out of character for Richard Grant, but not out of character for this character. Sure. Uh, I'm sticking to my guns, though. Cody, what do you think? If you vote no, I will go wild. Please do. <laughs> I want to hear the, the hottest of takes. You're, I, you're still going to tell us what your wild one was, um, and I will say some of my wild ones as well. But I think I have to say... Yes. Like, because, and this is the reason. The only reason I'm on the fence is because of other things on the list, not because of Richard E. Grant's performance. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. He is on my list. I just have people higher. Mm -hmm. So that's not enough of a reason for me to tell you no. So, yes, he's he's on the list. I'm not mad about it. It's a good performance. I just Mm -hmm. wouldn't put him up. Sure. But cool. Okay. That's the nature of the game. Richard D. Grant on the list. Cody, what do you say? Literally uh, two of the best. Um, 
Okay, I'm going to go with the old guy because the young guy has enough chance. Uh, oh, well, actually, the young guy is going to probably fall into our best actors next year, so it's fine. Interesting. Um, okay. I, uh, the, I, so I'm going with Sam Elliott from A Star is Born. The person <laughs> I was thinking about was Adam Driver from Black Klansman, but we're going to give him best actor Dom next year for a movie he's in that's supposedly great. Kylo Ren? So, uh, do what? Kylo Ren, Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> well, yes, but he's in a movie called The Report that he's supposedly amazing in. Um, so okay. Sam Elliott, A Star Is Born. I mean, the scene where he backs up a truck, like it's a wordless scene. Like that—that's enough. Like I—I I don't know that I've ever seen a single silent performance as good as that. Um, I'm on board. I also. I also think like the scene where he talks to Lady Gaga and tells her about the like, you know, music is just twelve notes. Um, oh, you mean when he mansplains music to the most famous musician in the world? <laughs> That's not exactly. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. What 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 he's doing is like using a metaphor, <laughs> and yeah. it's like really good. Yeah, no. Um, I love it. He makes me sob. Sam Elliott. You guys, I'm in. tempted to say no for similar reasons as Richard E. Grant. Uh, it feels like he's doing Sam Elliott, but man, some of those like high emotional scenes he hits, like I mean, dealing with his brotherly drama. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm in. I think I think I'm gonna vote yes. Yeah, I'm definitely in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so let's do some of our... So for, like, screenplay, we didn't need to because we'll talk about the movies again, but let's yeah. talk about... Um, just run through. We don't have enough time to talk about the movies, but run some um, of your um, runner-ups. Legitimately snubbed was Rafael Casal from Blind Spotting. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, my wild pick was Jay Farrow and Insane. That is... Uh, and we would have yeah, I would have voted that, that down. down, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> my wild pick that I want to say is Robert Downey Jr. from Infinity War. It's a legacy performance. He it really culminated to a lot of like emotional highs here. Uh I mean he's been doing this character so well and it's just so fully realized now. Thought about nominating him, but ultimately did not. I would have never let that pass in best supporting. I would have really put my foot down on that one. Oh, that it would have been lead. Yeah, that movie has a bunch of leads, yeah. but he is the lead of his storyline, absolutely. Okay, I think I would buy that, but he's not at the top of my best lead actor list, so... Yeah, um, ones I left off, Adam Driver, obviously, but Adam Driver's going to get a lot more chances from me. I love him always. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my wilds is was- Chris Hemsworth from Bad Times at the El Royale, um, <laughs> because that good. performance is dynamic. Um, I have Steven Yoon on here twice for Burning and for Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great year, and he's amazing in both of those. Jesse yeah. Plemons for Game Night rounds out <laughs> Oh, my, my God. Oh, yeah. I would have voted yes on that. That's like not an easy performance to do. It's not, and it's incredible. Um, okay, so who is going first now? Mark, I think. Uh, um, yeah, we're back to Mark going first. Actress? Yes, best supporting actress. A fucking easy category, except no, it's not. <laughs> Maybe one of the hardest. Hmm. This is actually really tough for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie Davis and Tully. Um, oh, yeah. As the titular Tully, um, she, she is kind of playing a manic pixie dream babysitter. Um, yeah. But the I, I feel like her warmth and her friendliness and her like 
pure love mm-hmm. is so great. And she also plays she plays the mystery of like who the fuck is this girl so well um, mm-hmm. that I, I think that uh, I've, I've said this about so many people tonight, but the movie just wouldn't work without her. I and the movie kind of agree that the movie. The, what did you say? So the movie barely works to begin with. Oh, that's not yeah. true. 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 The movie the barely movies. works, but the things that do work about it are obviously whenever Charlize Theron and uh, what is this actress's name again? Mackenzie Davis. 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 Mackenzie Davis. When they're on the screen together, it's just electric and good. Um, Here's the thing. Mackenzie Davis is the next Terminator. <laughs> that's wild weird. to go from this like maternal like uh just love symbol to terminator uh i'll vote it i'll I'll pass it through yeah i got no qualms it's a really good performance um chad is passing it through so my vote doesn't really matter i kind of feel like i would vote no just and it's just kind of the strength of this category but um she's not bad she just didn't necessarily blow me away but all right um that's fine chad um I will nominate Emily Blunt, A Quiet Place. Um, She's, everyone in this movie, her specifically, is really good at emoting without using dialogue. Um, Mm -hmm. Emily Blunt in particular, uh, the restraint, but also just like intensity of her pain in childbirth is just one of the more memorable scenes in all of movies of 2018 for me, uh, it's just it's one I think about a lot, partly because it was so heavy in the promotional material, but partly because it's just a hell of a performance. Um, and it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. The idea of someone trying to be quiet while giving birth or stepping on a nail with your bare foot. Um, I don't know. Emily Blunt's very good in this. She's good at being a loving mother. She's good at being terrified and in pain. <laughs> Emily Blunt's good at everything. She truly is. I think she's the most versatile actress of our day and age. I think I've said that on the podcast before. She's great. Uh, I want, I mean, I'm just going to put it on record, mm-hmm. as is my job to do. I personally would argue this is a lead performance, but the yeah. SAG Awards recognized that as supporting, and she won in it. Right. So that we're was not why fight against them. That was why yes. I put it in this category is because right. they said all four performances were supporting. Is like how they, I, which is that shit's so dumb. It's That's it's dumb. real dumb. It is. Yeah, I agree. But that's but, what they said. No, absolutely. Um, that's just so not possible in a movie to have four supporting characters and no lead. Uh, I mean, they're all John supporting each other. I guess I don't know. It's dumb. I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I'll I'll give it a thumbs up just because of Emily Blunt rules and uh, this movie's great and she's a big component of why it's great and yeah. I want her to do things forever. I love Emily Blunt. Cody, um, you got two. Or Mark, sorry, did you have yeah. anything to say? I am not crazy about this movie, but the reason that I am even almost looking forward to the sequel is because of her character and the last shot of this movie. Um, yes. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, I, um, my vote doesn't matter. <laughs> um, okay, cool. so I get two in a row, which means I'm going to make a big old mess, and you guys are going to be <laughs> left clean to clean it, it up with the ones who, uh, cool. who were like Oscar nominated, because neither one of my votes will be. Um, look, 
I'm going for it. It's a what one of the best performances from one of my favorite movies of the year, and it is Haley Lou Richardson in Support the Girls. Um, that that character is, I think, if played by any other actress, um, she's playing like a very like cutesy, bubbly, like um, fun-loving girl, and I think it's very easy to play that character as dumb and with contempt and like playing it like you think you're better than the character and Haley Lou Richardson does not at all um she makes that character feel like a very real person and it is maybe like there has never been a character I think more instantly adorable a human character as instantly (laughs) adorable like Paddington Bear is not it's just not fair to compare right right uh, but it's it's no I mean you say it's a. Uh, she's not playing it like she's better than the character. It's almost as if she's playing the character as if the character is better than she knows herself to be. Like exactly, yeah. there's like depth there. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, um, it, it's it's like having this optimistic outlook is like something noble, and like to be that happy and cheerful is like yeah, why can't I be like that? Like she seems so content, but and it's a it's a slightly more complex she's got some demons etc mm-hmm. but like nothing that's gonna like tear her down ever she's like yeah. invincible this character and, and the final scene where they're screaming on the roof maybe maybe the best scene of the year it's hard there's I a mean, lot of good scenes it's but like 100 percent, it's up there in the yeah, top three scenes and she's one of the reasons why she's yeah. great um yeah she she's great she's a great actress uh she her the character has like a side plot that she's doing something that like could be seen as like mm, unethical or like you know maybe fuzzy morally not necessarily morally but like you see her and you're like you know what she's doing it for the right reasons um right Mm -hmm. and and that is kind of the the character like there are people i know that are like this and i'm like all right well calm the fuck down but with her it's right no, I I get it, and that's you, and I respect that. Yeah. So, she in? Yeah. She in. Okay. Uh, so, now I go again, and um, I am going to go with Blake Lively from A Simple Favor. I'm very um, glad you said that, because <laughs> now I don't yeah. have to. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, she's great. Uh, so many, so many people didn't watch The Simple Favor because it looked wild, right? It looked too crazy. Um, but hey, it fucking rules from top to bottom. And Blake Lively, like almost, like I just, I just have never paid attention to Blake Lively. Like I, I yeah. didn't watch Gossip Girl. I just never really paid attention to any of our movies. And then she just comes out with this incredible mm-hmm. layered, like performance and it is like it is an anti-hero performance you know it is like walter white-esque like in ways um and you know a lot of times women aren't allowed to be that kind of character and Mm -hmm. she does and she does it while wearing some of the best fucking fashion i have ever (laughs) seen on screen and where the pantsuits are the pantsuits are very good um i think one of the reasons she's allowed to be this much of an anti-hero is just how freaking cool she is. <laughs> and she's this, so she's so cool. cool. And like Anna Kendrick's like her character's admiration of this character just like parallels I feel like everyone in the audience is like you, you get it fascination. Instantly. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I'm passing it through. I I agree. It's spoiler alert. It's two characters. Yeah, that's what I was about <laughs> to say. Spoiler alert. It she's playing two roles, which yeah. is why it's great. Uh, but um, which is which is another layer of why it's very good. Um, but yeah, it's electric. And I would also say she gets a Best Supporting Actress nomination for her performance in the Detective Pikachu featurette <laughs> that came out today, <laughs> where she appears. Very Wait, um, yes, I did so not see that. The whole bit is that so Ryan Reynolds is going method in playing Detective Pikachu, and as soon as he found out he got the role, he was like, he just immediately dove into the character and like didn't pick up his kids from school because like Detective Pikachu doesn't have kids. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> And she butts in to be like, yeah, but they're your fucking children. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a very it's good. It's really good. It's like, it's good a good bit. bit. It's yeah. a good video. And, like, um, Cody's one to usually get kind of annoyed with, like, Ryan Reynolds' bits. Uh, mostly yeah. Deadpool, I think. But, uh, yeah, but it's, it's a very mostly good, Deadpool. It's a very good bit. Yeah. Um, okay, Chad, so back to you. down to me, and then Mark is the last one, right? Yes. Yes. So it seems just like irresponsible yeah, not to nominate Rachel Vice and Emma Stone from The huh. Favorite. Okay. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, that's not who I was thinking was irresponsible, oh, interesting. but go ahead. Uh, I don't think I'm going to say who you're thinking. Who are you thinking would be irresponsible? Just I know who you're thinking. Curiosity. It's up to Mark to decide whether or not he's going to be irresponsible. All right, cool. I think I am going to go with uh, hmm... This has been an underrepresented movie. I'm going to go with this one. Gina Rodriguez, Annihilation, which I, it's probably been a while since you've seen the movie, but she <laughs> is the one to kind of go crazy and tie everybody up uh, when the she bear, when the human bear, screaming bear attacks. Yeah. Uh, she just, she's coming from Jane the Virgin. And so for her to like have the flexibility to play this, like almost, like just to play this insanity card so well to, and like to watch her descent into that and like her suspicion of everybody that's like out to get her. I think she nails it. I think it's a great performance. Did she play the psychologist? No, that's Jennifer Jason Lee. Right. Okay. Um, which is why I think I'm going to vote. No, I don't think she's bad, but I think she is maybe the fifth best performance in In that that movie. movie. Okay. And that movie is a lot of like muted performances. Mm-hmm. Um, Hers yeah, was I'm the vote. one that stuck out to me. Interesting. I, I I'm gonna vote no. Um, boy, this is tough because it is a, a crime that I have not rewatched this movie. Um, although I started it but fell asleep because I was a sleepy boy. Um, right. Boy. So like it's hard for like I don't really remember her character very well because it's been you can, a full year. Y- you can um, vote no. It's yeah. It's okay. I think the fact that I don't remember her character exceptionally yeah. well means cool. that yeah no. Then I'm gonna go with again my favorite movie of the year and go with Cynthia Erivo. Is that how you say your last name? Yes, maybe from yeah. uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Ah, this is where I get stressed out again. I think she's maybe the lead of that movie. I don't know. Oh, you think so? I could see the argument. I, I see it as an ensemble where similar to A Quiet Place, everyone is supporting each other. But uh, Chad, I'll just tell you this. She's I'm not going to tell you where she is on my list, but she uh-huh. is on my list for best actress and for she, that role. I think that she's the lead because she mm-hmm. does have like kind of the closing monologue to some extent, mm-hmm. like kind of the okay. monologue. 
Well, this we're no, puts we're, me in a position where I'm just going to nominate Rachel Vice from the favorite because that would be okay. irresponsible not to do. Okay. Okay. Ra- <laughs> yeah. Rachel Vice from the favorite. It's irresponsible yeah. not to nominate her. She's so good. Should I have to? I'm kidding. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no, Rachel, uh, Rachel Vice, I think, is of the two. Um, she's between the most her- supporting of the supporting of all of the three. Yes, absolutely. Because even though I still kind of think her and Emma are the lead, but the Oscars did it, so it's yeah. fine. Um, I mean, even if Emma Stone, even if she, even if Olivia Coleman is supporting, I think Emma Stone is lead and Vice is supporting. Is supporting also. I, I can live in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think Rachel Vice may. I like Olivia Coleman a lot mm-hmm. in the movie, but I kind of think Rachel Vice may be the best performance in it. So yeah, yeah I'm I, I'm good with this. I, this is not a movie I 100% loved, but it was not due to the acting at all. I thought all the acting yeah. was incredible. Okay. Um. Yeah. Rachel yeah, Vice. Yep. Um. Mark, <laughs> please. Here's my thing. Um. I'm. Th- the person that I'm thinking about is not actually on my list. Um, okay, she, well. But I will probably nominate her because I think she's better than most of the people who are unnominated on my list. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and say Regina King from... Oh, uh, thank God. From, uh, <laughs> if Beale Street could talk. Uh, she, she's just so good, y'all. No, um, she is. The scene in Puerto Rico where she goes to confront yeah. the accuser mm-hmm. is heartbreaking um to the extent that i'm surprised it wasn't in it wasn't her oscar clip hey y'all yeah, all of those but, clips were i mean bad, right the scene, yeah, the, the the clips scene that they insane. use for the oscar clip yeah all the clips were bad but hers that they used for the oscar clip while it should have been that puerto rico scene it was that's good. also a very good scene where yeah. like all the emotions through like finding out your daughter's having a baby you know, uh, walking on ice as you're telling uh, her father uh, and then dealing with the insane um, in-laws. Uh, it's just incredible throughout and so many different emotions throughout. Yeah. I mean, she is just like defending her daughter and her grandbaby and like just fighting tooth and nail for them to have a normal life uh, in a way mm-hmm. that is just um, just amazing and perfect. Perfect. Cool. I was really worried. Yep. Because <laughs> that was one of the ones that won the Oscar, and I was like, "Yeah, duh." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we need to vote. We didn't vote for best supporting actor, but it's fine. We'll oh, do shoot. them both right okay. here. So, what what is y'all's pick for um, your best supporting actor, the winner? I'm going Alex Bar- Wolf, Hereditary. Okay. I think Brian Tyree Bar- Henry in Beale Street. And I think I am going to go with Michael B. Jordan for Black Panther. Man, we suck. Um, okay. We all just picked our own choices. <laughs> We're right, but we didn't for the other one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do we want to do um, snubs for a, a supporting actress? Uh, yes, let's do snubs while I finish typing these. <laughs> we all shot down some of my snubs. So Okay, I have Nicole Kidman <laughs> from Boy Raced and Millie Shapiro from Hereditary. Okay, okay, good picks, good picks. I, I also had Nicole Kidman, Boy Raced. I think that I she's that uh, one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. You rarely see a character like that portrayed so well. Yes, um, and she's, and like, as, from being from the South, she's very recognizable. Yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. And I feel like Nicole Kidman hasn't even spent that much time in the South. I don't know. Hey, well, idiot. She's she married lives to in Ke- Nashville. Oh, she is? And she's married to Keith Urban, right? So, <laughs> right. like, I'm, I'm dumb. Oh. I'm a dummy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, I'm Australia stupid. is in the South. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> um, okay. Some of my snubs. Um, Dakota Johnson, Bad Times at the El Royale. <laughs> I wanted to be wild. I think she's I mean, good. She's I love Dakota Johnson. so good in that. Yeah. Um, Not her best performance of the year. Really? Yeah, I agree. I like Suspiria, but I think she's mm-hmm. better in Bad Times. Um, Olivia oh, Coleman, the favorite. I said not. I think she's. Oh. I like Bad Times better, but I think she's better in Suspiria. Interesting. <laughs> so opposite I, of what you said. Yeah, sorry. Um, I did Olivia Coleman, the favorite. I think she's supporting, but I'm happy that she won lead actress. Um, Michelle Yeoh, Crazy Rich Asians, Elizabeth Debicki, yeah. Widows, and Anne Hathaway, Ocean's Eight. Um, I mean, Anne hey, Hathaway's I'm not so mad about good that. Yeah. in Ocean's Eight. A lot of good performances. Debicki in the tail. Um, yes. Yes. Holy shit, yes. Oh, uh, let's pick our best supporting winners. Um, yes, best supporting winners. Uh, Chad, you go first. I think I'm going to go Haley Lou Richardson. Support the girl. S- support the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading it off of the spreadsheet I know, before, I, you I put the, before you put the S on there. Uh, um, Mark. Um, probably same. No, no, no. Oh. Sorry, Regina King is, is my pick. Okay. Um, I think I am going with, I mean, I'm going to have to, uh, Blake Lively for a simple favor. Yeah. Solid performance. Um, and it's, and it's just one of those, like, I love come out of nowhere performances. And that's what that one was to me. Um, which Haley Lee Richardson was as well. I think it's just Blake Lively has a meteor role. Um, which is why I went yeah. that one. Okay, I'm going first for best actress. Fuck. Well, actor, right? Uh, what do I have written down? Yes, best actor. Okay, uh, that's a little easier. <laughs> my best actress list is like 19 people, and my best actor list is five. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that this year's supporting actor was a stronger category than. No, no. I think that never mind. I, I take that back. Both of the non-supporting categories are better than the supporting act categories this year. Yeah. Um, okay. I am just gonna. I'm going first. I can set the tone. I'm going to V Diggs for blind spotting. Um, we've talked about that movie a yeah. lot already. His performance ultimately like sells the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think David Diggs like is on his way to being maybe one of the biggest stars in the world and deservedly wow. so. And um, the way he can just go from you know normal talking into the elevated language of the rapping and mm-hmm. give such a good performance throughout that is incredible. And I was blown away and it's so, I don't know how much of clips and stuff you guys had seen from Hamilton, but he plays Lafayette in the first act and Man, then Thomas I, Jefferson I in the second. I, I know nothing about Hamilton. So yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very good and he's great in it. And, but those characters are very like fun loving and like kind of right. jokey and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so he's got a range. He also like is on Kimmy Schmidt and like plays a much different character in Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, I think he's going to be a huge star, and I think this is 
I mean, fa- what uh, really did it for him was being nominated for a picky. Uh, right, cause absolutely. Because I'm, I'm pushing it. That was when we knew he had arrived. Uh, I'm pushing it through. He's very good. We talked about it in the screenplay category that this role feels very personal to him because he wrote it uh, about his own experiences with the co-star. And yeah, it's it's an incredible performance. And again, one that the movie kind of like rides on. Absolutely. Yeah. It, uh, the screenplays, like raps, are great, but they have to be performed by someone, and I don't think anybody else could have done it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Mark. Mm, Mark next. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go Ethan Hawke first. Reformed. Um, yeah. Kind of Good a boy. no-brainer, unless you're in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, Chai, can you cut what I said about the screenplay and just put it here? Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, just about. Like, I mean, the, don't. The tone. But yes. Okay, but, l- yeah. listeners, scroll back to like I don't know minute twenty one and listen to that, and then come back. Ish, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a great performance. Ethan Hawke is always good, and mm-hmm. this this role is great for him. I pass obviously it we're unanimous. Yes, uh, I get two picks. Um, I don't know if you're gonna like it. But Christian Bale Vice. No. Totally. Fuck off. Come on. <laughs> he totally. It's it's a boring performance, I guess, because Dick Cheney's just like a, you know, a dead doorknob of a person. Like he just is dull. But he totally yeah. transforms into the role. And he like physically, obviously, and hair and makeup, obviously. But like he becomes this like menacing and like conniving but also like trying to be like the externally the good republican man you know like that Mm kind of he he becomes dick cheney and it's a really good performance i hate this movie um (laughs) i do think he's fine in it i think he's like christian bale in it who's never bad I just I think because Dick Cheney is so like bottled bottled up and restrained mm-hmm. that like there's just not a lot for me for this performance. So it's not just me hating the okay. movie that I vote now. So you're voting I, now, okay? I'm voting now. Mark, what you say? Um, it's tough because it's a good performance, but like a screenplay that makes the performance like um, <laughs> so much worse. Yeah, yeah. Like he isn't given a whole lot to like do emotionally. Um, which is uh, makes it hard. I'm gonna go ahead and let it through. Um, Yay! Just be Boo. just just enthusiastically. <laughs> um, I think that there are a lot of good scenes in there. Um, it's, yeah. I think I think especially what I hate about this movie is that it does a lot of really interesting stuff with like early Cheney, where he's like first mm-hmm. getting to DC and even before yeah. he gets to DC, and then it doesn't like um, that stuff is kind of pointless at the end of the day. It's strangely not like a slow, like, evolution to corruption. It's like he's just suddenly corrupt at some point in the movie. Yeah. Because at first, he at least seems like he's got, like, good intentions as he's going into Washington. But then, like, Rummy just uh, immediately corrupts him, basically. Yeah. It's frustrating because, like, in the beginning, he's drunk, and then he Mm -hmm. stops being drunk, and he becomes corrupt. Yeah. And like why drunk on power. Uh-huh. Ooh. Oh wow, wow. Um, Adam McKay is so deep. It's, it's I subtle, really I really subtle like as this a movie. fucking chainsaw. I really like this movie and I know you guys don't, but I hate it. Oh, I love it. Um I'm I'm letting it through. Chad, cool. pick two. 
Yes, pick number two. Okay, what do we want to do? I'm going to go... <laughs> I'll do Paul Giamatti, Private Life. Um, I said before in the screenplay that it's so dialogue-driven, and most of the dialogue is between Paul Giamatti and Katherine Hahn. And you can't have this movie without both of them doing their thing so well. So I'm uh, nominating Paul Giamatti. Hmm. Um, I'm Two old white guys th- for my uh, my picks. Dick <laughs> yep. Cheney and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, boy, hmm. He's um, he's Paul Giamatti is kind of my mm-hmm. hesitation, but good, really good. But Paul Giamatti. I was gonna say hmm. that this is probably my favorite Paul Giamatti performance. Um, and I'm I'm happy to let this mm, big through. fat liar. Yeah, is. I was gonna say Marty Wolf is like <laughs> the peak of his career. <laughs> Have um, not seen it. You're an it's idiot. actually okay. really wasn't good. allowed to. He was a liar. Uh, right. Yeah, they're bad. rude dudes. Also, he's, um, he's big. I'm not mad at this. I don't know that I would have done it, but I'm not mad at it. I'm more mad at your other ones. That's, so hey, I can that's all be I ask is don't one. be mad at me. <laughs> yeah. What I will um, say okay. is that th- this pick makes me mad that I let the first one through. Um, <laughs> yep. <sure. laughs> well, um, I mean, two of the other picks on my list, you guys already just said. So like. True. I'd be running out of options here because, like, just, I agreed with both of you so much, and it's like these are some of the next down. Gotcha. There's just three on my list that uh, have to be picked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, two of problem. them are Go gonna mark. get picked. Um, so here's what I will do. There's three that have to be picked. Two of them, I think that Cody will probably will possibly pick. So I will pick the other. Um, you don't know shit about my me, bro. Absolutely, he's do. picking Robert Downey um, Jr. Uh, Infinity War <laughs> is what he's picking. Um, I'm gonna pick Ben Foster and leave no trace. I'm glad you said hmm. that. Um, I think that so this isn't a movie that a lot of people have seen. So the movie is about mm-hmm. this this veteran who decides to raise his daughter in the woods, separate from humanity. Um, because he doesn't trust humanity or really anyone but his daughter. Um, and he is, um, he has maybe like 30 words in this movie. Um, but his body language is so good and you completely understand what he's, uh, going through in this movie, even with, with no dialogue and just Mm -hmm. with the looks he gives his daughter and, and the way that he interacts with the, the various people that, end up kind of stamp stampeding their way into his life. Um, it's, yeah. it is heart wrenching. Their um, chemistry together as father and daughter just like really sells yeah. uh, on screen. And yeah, the, just his journey as this like mentally ill man, just like coping with like, where does he fit in and where does his daughter fit in? And how is that fair to her? It's a hell of a movie. It's so good. And it, he is amazing in it. I'm going to pass it through. And he was, if you had voted no on one of mine, that would have been my next pick. So, Well, fuck. Yep. Sorry. Shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Cody yeah. Yes. I I'm fine with it. Um, let's move on to the next one, though, because that clock is ticking. Right. Um, you know how the Oscars tried to be short this year? We are doing the opposite. Um, okay. So <laughs> I am going to. Mm, fuck there's two i really want to get in yeah um 
but I I'm gonna have to go with Bradley Cooper, A yep. Star Is Born. Yep. Um, one of the best performances of the, of the year. One of Bradley Cooper's best performances. It's devastating. It's heartbreaking. Um, he is. People were shocked when they heard his voice in the trailer, and they were like, "What the fuck uh, is he doing?" And then you realize in the movie exactly what he's doing, and that's when I realized it was brilliant. Um, love it. It's great. Uh, agree. It's a really good performance. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's in. Um, what let's was your run other one? Some I want to apologize snot. to Eli Smith for not picking uh, Ryan Gosling in First Man. Nah, I would have probably voted against that. So well. <laughs> I probably would have approved but, it, but kind of like you guys approved both of mine with like a shrug. Yeah. But uh but yeah, what was your snub, Cody? Uh John David Washington, Black Klansman. I have accidentally snubbed both Black Klansman boys, which sucks. Yeah, it's um, such and a then good also movie. Le- Yeah, also Lakeith Stanfield for Sorry to Bother You. Lakeith was on my list. And Lucas Hedges was also on my list for Boy Erased. Yeah. But that's, that's he was like bottom on my list, but still yeah. there. I also yeah. had a seven and eight Logan Marshall Green for upgrade and Jacob Setter Green for the guilty. Uh none of those would have gotten approved. I don't know. Yeah. The guilty, I probably would have. The guilty, maybe, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know about okay. upgrade. Well, it'll okay, show up so in the best categories. lead actress. Who goes first? Is that me? Uh, I, think we're, I think we're to me. I'm middle boy, aren't I? Yeah, you're, uh, yes, you're next, Chad. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with what, to me, is the most obvious choice and choose Wait, Tony Collette on. Hereditary. Sorry, we need to pick our favorites from oh, this actor. Oh, you're right. I'm going to go with Ethan Hawke. Um, I'm going to go with Ethan Hawke. Um, I have to type these while talking, which makes it hard. Um, I am going... Uh, Probably Christian I think Bale, I, right? Fuck off. <laughs> I I think... I In a perfect world, I would legit do a tie between David Diggs and Bradley Cooper, and it's not just because those were my two choices, because that would be <laughs> annoying. But those truly are, like, super close yeah. to me. But it's, it's Bradley Cooper, I think. All right. Cool. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, back to lead actress. I'm choosing Tony Collette, Hereditary. Um, she's doing amazing work here of just being... Uh, she's been playing the mom who's been struggling to like carry it all for years, and she's just gotten really damn good at it. And she uh, got nominated for an Oscar for the other time she did this. Yeah, um, which was which like is good. Yeah. 20 years ago. Um, right which is insane that she's been playing a similar character in a similar genre for 20 years, but she's really good at it. And uh, I mean, throughout it's just like dealing with grief and horror, uh, terror all at once. It's, it's just a hell of a performance and one that the movie, I would say it's, it's tricky. It, It is tricky calling, um, Alex Wolf a supporting because the movie does hinge on his performance slightly more than Tony Collette's, but it also very much hinges on her. Um, to me, it's a very good performance. Yep, it's in. It's cool. amazing. I love it. She's yep. phenomenal. It's it. great. And Mark is middle boy. No, no. Cody is the second boy. Then I'm the middle boy. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I'm the middle of the six. Sorry. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I am going with obviously. Regina Hall in Support the Girls, one of my favorite movies of the year. I think she is mind-blowingly good in it, mm-hmm. um, playing a manager who is just going through a kind of shitty day. 
Um, and, and then she screams with grace. about it. And then she screams at the very end. It's phenomenal. Man, yes, just for the scream scene, honestly, but also for the whole movie that led up to the screen scene. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we're good. Um, we good. I'm gonna watch this movie oh, if you haven't already. It's free on Hulu. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, watch yeah, it. It's so good. For real. Um, Elsie Fisher from eighth grade. Yeah. That, duh. Okay. Um, cool. Yep. It's uh, <laughs> oh, it's so 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 good. Uh, it's my favorite movie of the year. Spoilers for the picture nominations. Um, she's just so good. Um, really captures like what it feels like to be like a socially awkward eighth grader. Um, mm-hmm. although it's been almost 10 years since I was one, I still remember it, uh, I still well. feel that way if I'm being perfectly yeah, honest. No. And yeah, I, I think that that is, is what is special about this movie is that it's like, it's like eighth grade sucks, but also a lot of the anxieties you have in eighth grade, you don't get over, you just learn how to deal right. with them to some extent. Um, have you heard of the pitch? This is a little off topic, but. That we we don't super have time for a hot no, topic. We're just, almost at two just, hours uh, and we have three categories. How Bo Burnham needs to do like twelfth grade and then also senior year of college, just like a similar to like before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight, where you just peek into Elsie Fisher's life at different like milestones. It's like similar things. I, um, I that's would see, fun. I would see all. I'd of watch them. it. Yeah, I'd prefer freshman year of college to twelfth grade. Oh, twelfth uh, grade is such a good year. Um, I, I'll yeah. take I'll take twelfth grade. I don't think that senior year of college is like you're kind of an adult at that point. Um, yeah, but it's still yeah, interesting. But you still have you're a, trying to get jobs. And stuff. Yeah, different I, anxieties. Anyway, I might not be far enough removed from that year of my life. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Um, um, is it my second pick? Yeah, you get a second yes, pick. Boy. Go, Lewis McCarthy, and can you ever forgive me? Um, I think that what I was saying about Richard E. Grant's performance in that, like there are these people with like really strong personalities. Um, but you start to, to see them realize that their strong personalities are driving everyone away. Uh, and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, she is just so like hurt by a lot of things in her life. And she's so harsh and grating. And so like when everyone is like, um, you need to be a nicer person. She plays the fact that she's not a nice person very well, while also making it very realistic and yeah. uh, likable at the same time. And yep. also, I agree. Her cat dies, and it makes me very sad to watch oh, her please deal don't with mention, that. Please don't um, mention the cat. So, I like held my cat so tight that night <laughs> when I watched that movie. I'm like looking for my cat right now. Where is he? Uh, I don't is know. He okay? Oh, mine's underneath me. There you go. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I he sat on my lap and tried to eat my cord, and I slapped him, and then he tried to bite me, and then I threw him <laughs> off my lap, and I think he's mad at me right now. Yeah, probably a little bit. Um, yeah, it's a it's a phenomenal performance. It, I love seeing Melissa McCarthy do work like this. She's great. Yeah, she needs to do uh, more like this. Yeah. Okay. So now it's back to me, right? Yes. Uh, um, it is going to be. My internet decided to slow down. Okay. Uh, fuck. Shit. I don't know. I've got, like, three that I would love to see represented, but two that I'm so passionate about. Mm, I think I have to. I think I have to do uh, Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. Okay. Um, I was, again, blown away by her performance. I think... 
clearly the chemistry between her and Bradley Cooper is next level insane. Um, and it is, she's not playing light Lady Gaga in the movie. It's, you know, she had been in like, she's popped up in other things and I was like, God, she's a bad actress. So when she showed up in a star is born, like before that movie came out, I was like, I just don't know. And she absolutely won me over completely. And I didn't see Lady Gaga. I saw Allie. And uh, part of me wants to vote no, just because I don't think Lady Gaga was acting when she fell in love with Bradley Cooper. I think that that was real. But I mean, obviously, I'm saying yes, because it's a perfect performance. (laughs) Right. Um, Mark. Yeah, uh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I will cool. also add that she's good at singing, which no one mentioned yet. <laughs> That's true. Right. That's true. We haven't mentioned that Lady Gaga is a good singer. Um, yeah. But, hey, true. And, but on a serious note, as she's singing Shallow, like, stupendously in that live performance, the performance she's giving in that scene gives me chills. Yeah. Amazing. It, it yes. is, like all the emotions of just like her dreams are coming true in front of her. And she's like nervous and terrified, but she's like also being vulnerable and she sees that it's like winning over the crowd and she's so unbelievably happy. I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. I literally have goosebumps. It's great. It's Um, amazing. I think her best scene is the scene in the bathtub. Um, Very good. uh, So many good bathtubs. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, that may be my, I think that may be the best scene in the movie. I don't know. The shallow scene. Are you talking about the bathtub scene where he calls her a fight? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But then also the bar scene with the nose is amazing. And then in the parking lot is amazing. Hey, that movie fucking rules. (laughs) Guys. Um, Okay. uh, Spoiler alert. That's getting nominated for best picture. Yeah, Um, clearly. So, okay. My final pick is Maggie Gyllenhaal from the kindergarten teacher. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. It's so you at, when you said Lady Gaga named one of the two I was very passionate about. This is the other one, and then there was one I wouldn't have been mad if it was also represented, and that was Laura Dern in the Tale. Uh, she's yeah. really good. But yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal and the Kindergarten Teacher is this really complicated character who is severely messed up uh, and just like damaged, but like she's also a very attentive teacher, and you're watching her like be so good with these kids that it took me at least as a viewer a a while before I realized how inappropriate this relationship was Mm -hmm. becoming. And Mm -hmm. then, cause I didn't know what the movie was about. So it like snuck up on me as scenes started progressing and like this, and it's not like pedophilia or anything gross, but it is a, a highly inappropriate teacher student relationship. Um, but yeah, the way it like she, sells you on there's nothing wrong here for like the first maybe half hour of the movie or longer until I don't know. It's, it's a good performance. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a movie that I don't really like. I think I can say, but Hmm. everything I like about it is her performance. Cool. Also the kid's performance, but mostly like she carries that movie on her back. Yeah, the kid was on my list for best supporting actor. I almost said his name, but uh, P- Peter Savak. I I love it when a kid actor is just like not a bad actor, basically. So I'll just always nominate them. But um, yeah, uh, that, the, in the end, they were adults that did a better job. That kid just didn't have a whole lot of like 
level of difficulty in that movie. Right. I mean, every time he read a poem or like recited a poem, it was electric, but well, it felt like a kid reciting a poem. You know what a I good mean? poem though. A very good poem. <laughs> um, um, all right. My favorite is Regina Hall support the girls. Elsie Fisher, eighth grade. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be that guy, but uh, Tony Collette hereditary. We all picked our own again. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Um, who who goes first? What are we doing next? I, think I, I just went first. first. Best director is next. I go first. Best director is next. Um. Okay. Boy. All right. Here's what I want to do. I don't mean to. Th- it go doesn't ahead. Cody go first? It doesn't really matter. Boy, I hope so. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me check. Tony Collette was Chad. Yes, yeah, I right. go first. It's, it's Mark goes first, I go first, Cody goes first. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um best director. Um I'm going to do I mean, I'll be a basic bitch. I don't give a shit. Bradley Cooper stars born. Um here's the thing. If you direct one of the best movies of the year, you're one of the best directors. Sorry, them's the apples. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of true. Um, one thing I love about his style is something that was emulated, uh, last night in the Oscars performance where we were shooting from behind performers at the audience mm-hmm. that just yes. so yeah. put you in the space of what it would feel like to perform to an audience of that size. And it's something that like Bohemian Rhapsody did this to an extent in its final scene, but, but they're CGI people, sort of CGI people. They're CGI people. Yes, but I I feel like it's shot from the audience's For perspective. For most a lot of the more. movie, but there's a couple. The the Live Aid is basically the one time where they do that. But like, yeah. truly, it's it's easy when you're like making a sports movie or a live performance movie like this to film it like you would see a concert filmed in real life, or film it like a game would be filmed in real life. But to like get down there in their perspective. Uh, interesting things happen. I'm saying yes. It's it's a great movie and well directed. Good job, Bradley. Yeah, good job, Bradley. He sings. Um, he directs. He acts. Absolutely. Um, the reason I was d- deliberating was because I he needed to be the first pick, but I have other things to be picking. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. What else, Mark? You're, you're uh, next. Mark is next. Yeah. Widows. Steve McQueen. Or Steve McQueen for Widows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, Explain your thoughts quick, I, though. The the there are so many themes in this movie, and they they interconnect. It's like a really tangled web of themes. But just the the way he directs it, and the way he like juxtaposes like these these images of like this. What I'm thinking of is is the shot where um, the politician is in the car talking, but it's shooting the area he's driving through. While he's it talking about it, it is such scene. a smart yes. shot just to show the gentrification and the segregation almost while mm-hmm. also like hearing someone talk about what he's doing to cause that um, yeah. is, is so great. And there are so many, so many shots like that. Uh, and it's such, oh, it's just so good. Y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Passing it through. I'm uh Yep. Boy, Chat. this is hard because uh, neither of those are on my list of best director. And so now I have, I'm have i looking at a list of seven directors that I badly <laughs> want nominated. 
Um, I, so I'm going to just immediately get rid of my fun ones and not go with those. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Alex Garland Annihilation. Um, it is a fully realized vision, this movie, that culminates in this finale that is just like, it reminded me of what it felt like to watch like the ending of 2001 A Space Odyssey the first time I saw it, where it mm-hmm. was like trippy, but it was like, it, it was this cl- concise vision and it was just hypnotic. You, c- I couldn't look away. I, it wasn't difficult to follow what was happening, but it was like mesmerizing and he's just a visionary and I cannot wait to see the rest of his career. So that's my pitch. Yeah. I mean, he just creates this, this area X is just so alien, but so familiar and the way he yeah. depicts it and the way he kind of invents it is so great. And like, uh, it it is truly like an alien place that is completely familiar, and it is hypnotizing, and it is enthralling. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's really good. If we had a best production design category, I would nominate this one as well. Oh boy, I would I would yeah. make some choices with that. <laughs> yeah, I would make yeah. some strong choices also. But... Um, yeah. I am much colder on this movie than both of you guys, so my instinct is to vote no, but my vote doesn't cool. Um, It's not that the movie is bad. There's just a lot that I like him more, and I do think what he's doing is interesting. I just... It never fully got me, so... But it gets through anyway, because both of you boys put yeah. it in. Okay, this pick is two. hard. So pick number two. I think yeah. I'm going to go with one that... It's the only one... Okay, no, it's it's not. That's that's a lie. But it's it's one that I n- had on my list of best directors. It's not my best picture, but it's uh, Ari Aster, Hereditary. Um, yep. Because I think that there's some weaknesses in the screenplay of Hereditary is why it's not in my best picture category. But the directing and like the building of horrors and suspense and like the use of lighting and shadow in this movie are just exceptional um certain scenes i just think about and still just give me chills just based on like literally the lighting choices that (laughs) that they made uh it's an amazingly put together movie so that's my pitch yep it was number three on the list for me uh so a number three on my director list so yeah i absolutely agree for all the reasons you said yeah i will um i will take that Awesome. Um, uh, Mark. So, uh, my my next pick is Gustav Mogler for The Guilty. Um, no. uh, he, here's my pitch. Right, <laughs> it's this is a movie with really one character on screen for most of the film. Yeah, and that can be very visually boring, and you can like uh, you can lose interest in that really easily. And also, I think that. So not only is he like filming that interestingly and playing with the lighting and playing with, you know, how close up to shoot him versus, you know, the location. I think that there's so much in like just the shot choices, but also in like the sound design of the people on the other end of the phone is so important. Um, And you, you can tell that like it's just such a fine line to thread. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, I think he does it just extremely well. Wow, that was a mixed metaphor. Yeah, well, um, all metaphors are mixed. 
So I think that movie excels on its script and its actor. That's why I'm going to vote no. Yeah, I because I think I agree with Cody. I love this movie and like the directing is good. Like it's not bad, but I do feel like you put this in most directors' hands, they're going to do similar things. Yeah. Truly. Um, also, we're getting towards the end, so we're having to fight for our uh, <laughs> heroes a little yeah. bit more. All right. So. Well, so I'm going to vote um, no on that. Uh, the rest of my choices are somewhat unconventional, but this is the most conventional of, of them. Damien Chazelle for First Man. Um. Also, I'm going to vote. I'm Explain, but I'm going to go ahead and vote no on this one, um, too. This is another one of those movies that uh, is is really hard to pull off in that the main character is um, emotionless to some extent. Not yeah. that he doesn't have emotions, mm-hmm. but that he... He's uh, burying them. He's the burying movie. them and repressing yeah. them. Uh, and I think that the the direction really lets you, A feel all of the intensity and fear and adrenaline of being in space. But also it really lets you see the distance he's put between himself and um, the rest of his family and the people he knows and not just physical distance. Cause he's on the moon. LOL. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I'm going to vote. No, I think there's a lot of like technically impressive things in the movie, but he never made me care. Hmm. Um, and I think that is, at points ultimately up to the director. I'm so. I'm going to let this one pass through. Uh so I'm voting yes. It wasn't my favorite, but uh there's some really good stuff in this movie and like the direction and some of the choices in certain scenes like like I felt scared when he was in space. I knew what was going to happen, <laughs> but yeah. Um but it, it, he put me there in a way that like hadn't really been done um, with this space mission before and it, it, it felt like it almost felt like a new take on space exploration that I haven't quite seen Ab- absolutely done this way yeah, yeah. I, I so, yeah. think I think that the normal take of space is like it's scary and you have to be brave but not all, but this is kind of like uh, it's scary and you have to be brave and you have to like not only be brave, but have to like ignore the fact that you uh, might die and several of your friends have died Right. Truly, like, it's rare that you, like, hear the rattling of, like, the the rocket ship. Like, it could just fall apart or blow up uh, in these kind of movies. And, yeah, good choices. Okay. Cody. For my pick, I'm going to do Spike Lee, Black Klansman. Um, I think that movie is incredible, and I think it is very distinctively a Spike Lee movie, um, while at the same time... um, you know, evolving, you know, he's a, he's a director who's been around for a while, but it's evolving to be more modern day and he makes great choices yeah. in it. Um, and I think it's good. I'll, I'll allow it. Yes. He, cool. Spike does a good job. Yes. Um, this, <laughs> yep. this is the category that had the least amount of my picks in it. I think, um, yeah, we're, we're, what we're missing Barry Jenkins. If Beale street could talk, uh, some of my fun ones were John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein and game night. Um, which was mostly just to commend them on like actually giving a shit in the genre because so often comedy directors just don't, but these guys had style. It was like a very uniquely them voice. And I really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. And then also, uh, Anish, uh, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, 
Chinganti in uh, searching just because he took the yes. um, the on-screen found footage uh, genre and just really went with it in his own way. Um, really good movie. Yep. Uh, ones that I missed, Alfonso Caron, Roma, Drew Goddard, Bad Times at the El Royale, Christopher Macquarie, yep. Mission Impossible Fallout, Krasinski, A Quiet Place, The Russo Brothers, Avengers Infinity War, Jennifer Fox, The Tell, and Ryan Coogler, Black. Also, uh, also missing Bo Burnham, 8th grade for me. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I had Soderberg Unsane and then uh, Lee Winnell for Upgrade, did. but that's really more of a production design award for Upgrade. Cool. Yep. Uh, okay, Best okay. Director, I... I'm going to go with probably Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Yeah. Me yeah, as well. It's a three-way uh, consensus. Cool. All right. Uh, Mark, you are starting off. Uh, best animated pictures. I'm just going to say Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. If you haven't seen it, I, I'm sure you've heard. You've heard us talk about it on this podcast. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, obviously it's very good. Yep. It's, it's in. Um, it's it's arguably the best Spider-Man movie, um, which is incredible. So yes, yeah. I voted. Um, I'm well. next. I'm gonna go with my boy Wes Anderson's film Isle of Dogs. Uh, the level of like design and world building and just like effort it takes to make these kind of movies and the attention to detail that Wes puts into it. Uh, it's a beautifully made movie, and I think of the best of the animated features this year. I'm going to vote no on this. Uh, I think we talked about this when it first came up. I don't really like this movie that much at all. Um, I think stop motion is great. And I think he does it great in fantastic Mr. Fox, but I actually find a lot of this movie ugly to even like look at, um, which I know is a very much a style choice, but it is not for me. Um, well, and yeah, it's it got takes, a lot of anti place on a trash Island. I mean, it's not like, I know I'm, I'm aware, but it's just not for me. And it has a lot of anti cat rhetoric, which I'm not, hey, a man, I got of, two so. cats myself <laughs> and yeah. a dog. Um, yeah. I'm letting this through just because hey. I don't think that there are six movies, animated movies better than this. Cool. I do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, but that's fine. I think that there uh, are exactly five uh, better than that. You get two. No, Cody gets two. Cody gets two. Nope. I picked yeah. spider Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I thought sorry. I did. Well, you, you would have. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Um, so, I'm trying to pull up my list. Okay. Um, Fuck. Okay, so here's what I need to do here. Um, okay, so I am picking Mirai, which is a Japanese film about a little boy who, um, through magical means, is able. He's visited by his sister from the future, who he currently fucking hates because she's a little baby, and he finds her annoying. And it's just a really like it uses some magical realism and stuff like that to tell the story. But overall, it's a um, a, a good movie about family and learning to love your siblings. And I, I thought it was beautiful and I cried. So what you going to do? Um, I'm going to vote no. It wasn't for me. I I don't know. I've used to see, I, I, I hate to be someone who's just against a genre, but I truly have not found an anime that I like. And it, yeah, it has a lot to do with like the larger than life expressions that just like immediately pulls me out of like feeling anything. Um, but yeah, I, this wasn't for me. I'm voting no. Um, I will vote yes again because I don't think there are six animated movies better than this. Uh, but I, I like this well enough. Um, 
I, it felt a little bit repetitive. Like he runs yeah. into some member of Very his family from so. the past. Uh, he likes them. He realizes it's his family. He likes his family. Uh, do that six times and you've got a movie. Yep. But I'm letting it through. Um. Okay. So next, I suppose I will. Hmm. Looking at what's left and the slots for you guys. Um. I guess I will go with. Um. How could you not say that one? <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with Ralph breaks the wow. internet. Um. Well, I mean, I got to leave some slots for you boys. Um, this was a sequel that like really elevated it. Um, and based on the premise, you know, it could have been just dumb, silly main mm-hmm. jokes the whole time, which don't get me wrong. There were plenty, right. but I think it really goes to an emotional place and it's about friends. I mean, our, our, our friend Lila really pointed it out, but it it's, it's about when you graduate college and having to leave your friends. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. No, it's, it. it's really good. I'm saying yes. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, me. Okay. Uh, just so that Mark is forced to do what he has to do, uh, I'm going to say Teen Titans go to the movies. And for its comedy writing, it is such a funny movie. Um, and yeah, I love it. it. It plays with like styles of animation in different parts. Uh, there's great original songs uh i think one of them is just the theme song to the show but it's hilarious and yeah i love this movie i'm gonna vote no just because of the simple raking thing like i think there are like eight animated movies better than this this year um it was a good year for animation Um, i disagree on both of those points um that it's a was a good year for animation there are three movies that i really love from animation this year um, and the third one is Incredibles 2. Sorry, I'm, I'm letting uh, Teen Titans go to the movie through. Um, cool. Yes. Um, very good, very funny, possibly funniest superhero movie. Um, yeah, I'll leave that there. Uh, in- Incredibles 2 <laughs> is, my, is my pick. Yeah, and obviously we say yes because it... Uh... Obviously we say yes. I'm just s- still so very mad at Mark. <laughs> Mark, animation isn't for him. At least I like some animation. I, it's just an- anime. Yeah, is just not for I mean, me. I will say that... Uh, <laughs> There's lots of fights I have with you boys, and I guess these are the ones I'm going to have to This allow. year had one of my favorite animated movies in a long time. Spider-Man? Uh, in Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't really knocked away by a ton of the animated movies I saw. Right. Um, that I being mean, said, we uh, nominated our the the six ones that I had on my list. So, good job, boys. Cool. Um, but but like I just like I want us to remember 2017 and how dire it was. Like it it was sure. Yeah, it was anyway. it was a good year. I mean, we we had like Incredibles 2 and I loved it and I thought that's definitely going to be my favorite animated superhero movie of the year and then Mm. spider-man came out and proved that wrong so yeah right i mean i for me to have seen isle of dogs loved isle of dogs and then it's like my third favorite animated movie of the year that's a good year Mm. animation it it's every i wasn't mad at anything nominated for the oscars this Mm. year for animated whereas like last year i watched all of them and was like fart noise for like uh, Ferdinand boss baby and love right. you know like uh, so anyway uh, 
So uh, I already wrote our names down. We all pick Spider-Verse. Yeah, yep. Like that it's is the, the best, best animated yeah. movie of the year. Um, um yeah. And Okay, so best picture. Best picture. Ooh, who goes first? Ooh, you. boy. Uh okay. I'm going to go with my favorite. We're doing I'm going to tw- go with my We're doing 12 yes. of these, remember. Going with my favorite movie of the year, Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh we already talked about why we love that movie. Um yeah, we're going to go pretty yeah. fast through these because we've talked about all these right. movies. Um, yeah, I I, I, I will cool. let it in. I love it a lot. I think it's my 12. Um, oh. Do we yeah, want to snake around twice or do we want to do two picks each and then I get four in the middle? No, we'll snake around or, twice. No, no. Snake around twice. Okay. Around I'm twice. also letting it in. Who's next? Cool. Me. Uh, me. You. It's me. Uh, Paddington 2, my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> um, and I've talked about yeah. why I loved it. It's crazy that it was like the first movie I saw in 2018 and was like, yep, it's this one all the way through. <laughs> that um, is funny. did not happen in 2019. It's it not, is it's not, not Glass. <laughs> no. no. Glass is, is good, but, I, but... It's still my number one, but I haven't seen a few that I really need to see. Um, yeah, because you won't fucking open Netflix uh, to watch High Flying Bird. Hey, Cody, I've been having to catch up for this episode, so <laughs> I'm say aware. Thank you to I'm me. aware. Um, okay, watch High Flying Bird uh, tomorrow. Anyway, uh, yeah, obviously um, <laughs> I'm allowing it. it. The bear is good. The bear is good. The bear. The bear is good. The bear is good. I'm picking eighth grade. We've talked about this. Yeah. Yep, we all got our number one movies of the year in. Now things are going to get worse. Here comes my number <laughs> um, two movie of the year, First Reformed. Yeah, I'll allow um, it. So, okay. Oh, yeah, we all, we all talked about what was great about it. Um, but okay, Cody, you seem to like hesitant to episode. nominate it. What's up with you? It's it's just the number thing. You know, it's just we're letting 12 in. Right. It didn't quite make my 12, but it's good. Yeah, um, I, I'm neither of your picks made my twelve. Also, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I just know. have accepted that my top twelve is not going to be the best picture top twelve. Yeah. So. No, I, I, yeah, I, okay. understand. Uh, I understand. And so that's two for Mark Cody. Yep. You go again. Yep. Oh fuck, I forgot I did that. Um, a Star is Born. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we've talked about it. Sure. It's great. <laughs> yep. Uh, really good movie. And like when that trailer first came out. I was kind of laughing at Incredible. it a little bit. <laughs> one of one of the best one of the best trailers but like, ever. We made. were all kind of laughing at it and laughing at the hey, I just wanted to take another look at you. <laughs> but like yeah. the use of even that line in the movie is like amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um okay, so I get two now. Yes. Um and these are my last two. No, I get no. one more at the very end. Okay, cool. So I get two. I'm going to pick Avengers Infinity War. Uh, it is just this impossibly well-balanced movie that has, it's never boring, and it has about 30 characters, and you feel like every single one of them, except maybe Captain America, has enough to do. What do you think, Mark? I mean, uh, I'm allowing it. Is a movie that should not work, and it works exceptionally well. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I obviously love it for what it is, but it didn't make See, my top twelve. I love it for what it is, and what fine. it is is consistently my favorite genre of movie, and it excels at being right. that. Like when I say favorite genre of movie, like the Marvel franchise is m- 
to for me personally the best movies have ever been just for me going to a theater sitting down and having the marvel experience is the happiest i am in the theaters and this is like upper tier best of the business in in do, accomplishing that well amazing what's cool. your next one uh i'm going to go with the masterpiece of if bill street could talk uh, Barry Jenkins, like, like we talked about it a lot. It's poetry in motion. It's incredible. Cody, I want to hear your thoughts on yeah. this. I'm allowing it clearly. Yeah, I can't really argue against that. It, again, is one that, like, didn't 100% like work for me and didn't, like, make it that high up on my list, but it is a good achievement, and I'm not mad that I saw it. I do... I mean, we don't have to pit these movies against each other, but they are both of Jerry Barry Jenkins' movies. I do like this better than Moonlight, mm. um, just because... I think I do, too, and I love Moonlight. I, I liked Moonlight okay. I, it's just, it was a lot... Like, this one's pretty internal and quiet and thinky, um, but Moonlight was more so. It just I just mm. was able to... Uh, it was more accessible yeah. to me. I There's don't know. more types Not, of characters in this one. Where really you're just following the one in Moonlight. Yeah, there are also right. more characters in this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I And when I say more accessible, I don't mean this is a heteronormative relationship, so I relate <laughs> sure. to it better. I don't want people no. to think that. It's just like Moonlight didn't grab me. It was a bit, it, it was slow, and I don't it, know. I, I mean, this know. movie but has like a more better. traditional structure. I think that's also it. it I think has that's uh, it. Yeah. a main character that talks a lot. And not even a lot, yeah, a normal amount. D- does it right. have a more traditional it, structure? Yes, there is. Well, there are Moonlight. two timelines, yeah, as opposed to three. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, more traditional than Moonlight, but I not guess. the most traditional. I feel like we're jumping all over in well, uh, if Beale Street could talk, and then Moonlight but, is just like, here's a story, here's a story, here's a story in chronological order. But you see less of that is more the point. Doesn't matter. It's in. Uh, (laughs) We gotta move. We don't have time. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm going with support the girls. One of my favorite movies of the year, and a absolute delight and surprise. Um, One of the smallest movies I've seen this year, probably. Um, And um, it just blew me away. It's so fun. It's a world that I would love Mm -hmm. to live in. I agree. It's amazing, and I'm passing it through, but I am getting nervous <laughs> about what's yep. going to get left out. I have I a have to lot. pick out my like last two right now without knowing what y'all uh-huh. are going to pick. Correct. Um, That's what where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> my my next pick is uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yes, thank God. Cool. Um, the, I, this is what I was talking about when I said it's my one of my favorite animated movies in a long time. Uh, it is just so inventive in its animation. Like I said earlier, we've talked about it a thousand times. Um, sorry, I almost just went on a ten-minute spiel. Um, and cool. then number five, no, we, we agree. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And then agreed. blind spotting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, cool. good with me. You, oh, you mean uh, that the, movie the, is you mean phenomenal. the masterpiece? Yeah, we'll we'll allow that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll allow it. Um, fuck. Now yeah, it's back to you me. You get one more, <laughs> and then I get one more, and then we're done. Uh, 
I think I know what you're going to do with your last it's good, because I don't. <laughs> Should I just say this? Should I just say this thing? No, I should Five, four, three, okay. two, one. Black Klansman. Thank God you said that. Because <laughs> I was going to feel so much pressure to say that if I didn't, if you didn't say it. So, Yeah, Black Klansman's phenomenal. I love that movie. Um, yeah, okay. Chet. I truly don't know. Um, I think I know what you're doing, but, well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want right. to make you do it's it. It's between two for sure. Kind of mm-hmm. between three. Uh, that kind of scrap that is between two. Um, I'm going to go with one that's been strangely underrepresented for how much I loved it. It's the most personal movie I saw this year and it's the tale starring Laura Dern. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, okay. it's, uh, directed and written by Jennifer Fox, who's this documentarian and she, just lays out this deeply personal story about like uh, buried trauma. And um, it's a damn good movie straight to HBO, if I'm not mistaken. So not a theatrical run yes. wasn't eligible for Oscars, but man, if it had been, it probably would yeah, probably wouldn't have won anything because the Oscars suck, but well, it can win a picky if you watch it. Yeah. It won an award at Sundance, which I, you know, it's, you know, good enough. Sure. Okay, well, so that's our top cool. 12. Bad Times at the El Royale, Paddington 2, 8th Grade, First Reform, Stars Born, Avengers Infinity War, If Bill Street Could Talk, Support the Girls, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Blind Spotting, Black Klansman, and The Tale. Cool. Uh, um, snub that I was thinking about was Sorry to Bother You. I don't know if that's what you were thinking. Uh, no, it wasn't. Oh. Um, so here are movies I left off from my top 12. Incredibles 2, mm-hmm. Christopher Robin, yep. Hereditary, which is the one I thought Chad was <laughs> thinking about. Um, I specifically told you that that was not in my best picture list. Oh, yeah. you did, yeah. didn't you? Okay, yeah, I just don't listen. <laughs> Roma, Widows, yeah. yeah, those are the ones I uh, I love The Kindergarten Teacher, Leave No Trace, Sorry to Bother You, Uh and Christopher Robin, but the rest of them got on. <laughs> like I had a pretty good, uh, yeah. pretty good list of what I wanted for best picture. Um, I really only had six for my. Well, yeah. Well, no, seven. Um, but I left off Widows, Skate Kitchen, Madeline's Madeline. Can you ever forgive me? And leave no trace. Cool. Yep. So that has been the pickies. Now you can go onto our social media platforms and vote for what you want to win in each one of these categories, and we an- will announce. Um, what won in the um, next week's episode. And you can find that at We Pick Picks on Twitter and at We Pick Picks on Instagram. We are not going to plug our own personal shit because you've heard enough of us talking in this very long episode. So um, everyone have a great day, a great week, and until we see you again, Dude, uh, remember to again. go it's watch an audio podcast. Yeah, you know. Even if it I was a video up. podcast, we wouldn't be seeing them. That's insane. I know. I'm. I know. But anyway, um, just uh, just uh, go watch some movies. Yeah, go watch some movies. <laughs>